Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 87 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm your host, Colin Colhoven, joined as always by the man from the closet, Slugger JD. Slugger, how you doing today, sir? <laughs> I'm good. Not in the closet anymore. Uh, <laughs> was that an R. Kelly song? I, I guess so. We t- I, out of the closet. <laughs> I didn't even get the reference when we were talking about naming the episode last time. I feel so stupid. Like, did you yeah, know that that song. was a thing? Trapped in the closet. That was our Kelly thing. Yep, trapped in the closet, and we did trapped in the DZ, which I thought yeah. was just in keeping with the division, but apparently we were <laughs> <laughs> we were on to something else. So it's hard to I say. Daryl Daryl did hint at it being an R Kelly reference. Okay, but I don't know R Kelly. No, me neither. At all, so. I'm, <laughs> I'm not familiar with his discography, you know, so I'm not going to be able to pick on on that. But yeah. Very good. Well, we got your sounds figured out, dude. We were having some technical startup problems this, this morning, but I think we've come up with a solution here. This seems pretty good. So I'm, as, if you're happy, I'm happy. We're rolling. I'm, I'm happy. We're winging it. Let's, let's go. Very good, sir. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. We're also joined by a special guest today. This is our second ever fresh appearance of someone guesting on the show. We've had Pat the Trophy Hunter on twice. But we have a new platinum tier supporter who's been with our community for a long time. So welcome, Skrillis, to the show. How are you doing this morning slash afternoon, sir? Doing very well. How are you guys doing? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I woke up a little bit early this morning, so had time to have two cups of coffee. I'm ready to go. I'm feeling good. How are you? There we go. Yeah. I am doing well. Yeah. Ready, uh, ready to have some discussions on some games and ready to have a good time absolutely sir well good welcome and thank you for your support and i hope you all enjoy this episode it's going to be again our only second ever guest appearance technically third episode but only second oh you know what jk dude i forgot about eli's brother way back in the day speed running through the holidays episode where we talked to him about all of his speed running exploits but regardless you're on the first you're in the top five dude you're very early on in the guest there you welcome. go uh, so sadly, Daryl could not make it today. He had something come up this weekend, and we just couldn't get the timing to work out right for recording. So he is not going to be joining us for this particular episode. You're stuck with this band of three musketeers. So hopefully that'll do it for you listening out there and enjoy. He's, he just went ahead and uh, just like, oh, God, Skrillis is here. Got to gotta bail. Just got to bail. He noped out. He, he <laughs> No, I think he had some graduations or he had some stuff going on this weekend with family and he was telling me a little bit about it earlier this week. So I'm assuming that just kind of took up time. We are, of course, in that season, right, where a lot of the schools are getting out. People are doing their their graduations, a lot of summer vacations and stuff happening. This, this time of year when I was younger was some of my favorite because right when you get out of school, there's something about that last day of school energy going home and being like, oh, I've got two to three months now to just play a ton of games, hang out with friends, watch TV, watch movies. Oh, it's a good time. Did you guys' parents ever put you on, like, lockdown during the summer? Like, it was all you're going to do yard work and that you're not going to be able to be in the house or uh, constantly uh, uh, just on lockdown, pretty much. No fun for the summer. Hmm. Uh, Slugger, did you ever have that? No, I don't think so. I was Say it again? Like lockdown. Like, uh, so when I was growing up, my parents were very much during the summer was it's time to do yard work. It's time to help around the house. It's time to basically be like Uh, constantly helping. Yeah. 
my parents did that, but us helping them was them kicking us out of the house. For them, it was like, <laughs> hey, eat, eat breakfast and leave the house and don't come back until dinner time. Like, get out of our hair. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Yeah, I mean, in Wisconsin, we had a bigger amount of property than any of the houses in California, obviously, because it's much cheaper there. And so in that time of my life in the summer, I did have to do more yard work, but it was never like to the point where I couldn't be in the house gaming. I think I've shared on the show before, it was always a direct split for me. So my parents would say, if you want to go outside and do you know work or go play with your friends, but be outside basically away from screens for like four hours, then when you get home, you can play four hours of games. It just had to be like equal amounts. And so that was kind of the, the only thing. But that sounds rough, dude, being locked down on the summer. Not a fan of that. Yeah, parents were uh, pretty brutal when it came to that stuff. They just uh, they wanted to use it as the... Uh, I don't know if I want to say exploiting, but like uh, take, <laughs> take 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 advantage of the fact that we're home and uh, they can have us do the work, not them. Child labor. I, I mean, people people used to people used to be all about that in the sense that like they'd have more kids to help with like working on the farm or doing labor around the house stuff like that. So you're not far off. I mean, there's some, there's something to that. I mean, when, if I have kids and you know, by the time they're like eight, nine, 10 or whatever, you're like, I've been caring for these guys so long, you know, it's time for them to take out the trash this summer. They're doing the chores. Maybe you would turn it around. I don't know. It's something to think about. Mine was picking rocks, picking rocks. Interesting. Yeah. Cleaning out the garden bed. Oh, gotcha. 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 Very nice. Well, shit, man, that, that took us on a little bit of a non sequitur, but welcome again, everybody, to episode 87. I've got another non sequitur for us. This time, though, I wanted it to be a little bit gaming related, as we are a trophy hunting show, supposedly. So let's get into some <laughs> thoughts on the showcases. I had a couple specific questions on the show notes document that I'm not going to necessarily read word for word, but I just was kind of curious to get people's gut, tech, gut takes, gut checks, and hot takes on the recent conferences that have been coming out of Summer Games Fest. So we, we heard from Ubisoft, we heard from Xbox, we had a really long Starfield Direct, we had a Capcom showcase, not too long before that we had a PlayStation showcase, which is arguably much more relevant to our audience, but a lot of these games are like multi-platform. And I think what I had seen, especially about the PlayStation one initially, was a lot of negativity, which I didn't necessarily agree with, but... I want to kind of hear from you guys, and Slugger, we'll go to you first. Like, what are you kind of taking out of these showcases? Are you excited about, in general, the upcoming games that appear to be coming to us this year and next year? And uh, if you thought there was maybe any company that really stood out as having a great showing? I I think my my big gut reaction was, where am I going to find the time to play all these things? Um, Hell yeah. So the... Like the Sony showcase, we didn't really talk about it last episode. I think it was an outstanding like game showcase. I don't think it was a great Sony showcase. I think I was expecting a little bit more like first party Sony stuff. Uh and but like the games they showed I thought looked great. What did we see there? Like Alan Wake Two, yep. Alone in the Dark. Yep. We said uh, <laughs> Foam Stars. Phantom, <laughs> Phantoms phantom zero blade yeah that phantom zero blade looks sweet like there was a lot of great game show there where i was like yep i want to play that i want to play that marathon spider-man xbox 
there was good stuff there. I mean, the big one being Starfield, but finally getting sneak peeks of some of their first party stuff. I'll be honest, I didn't watch the Capcom. I don't know what came out of the Capcom. Nothing the Ubisoft. Really. Yeah. The Ubisoft we got Mirage. Avatar, I still haven't seen anything of. Uh, but that new Prince of Persia looks pretty good. Yeah, I oh, agree. I agree yes. with that. That's a that's one so. of the surprising games for me from the last week or so is was that Prince of Persia game. I think, yeah, overall, there's a lot of good stuff I want to like dive into that we just like with my backlog already and these subscription services, Game Pass and PlayStation Plus going in full force. It's like, where am I going to find the time to squeak <laughs> any of this? crap in like so yeah so lots of good stuff though so good but overwhelmed i think that's fair yeah Rils, what about yeah. you what, what was your takeaway from the last week of announcements so i don't know if anybody knows but i'm kind of an ubisoft fanboy <laughs> um i'm really excited for avatar even though like the general consensus behind it is that it's to essentially fill the far cry space since it's supposed to be a, a first person aspect uh mm-hmm. it's supposed to be going through the uh eyes of the character as opposed to uh over the shoulder like you would in assassin's creed right um i'm pleasantly surprised that prince of persia went back to the roots for uh a 2d game instead of 3d um it's going to be kind of interesting to have kind of a metroidvania-esque style prince of persia game um 100 agree yeah uh well and that's back to it's like like if you played the old school prince of persia games before they started going into the uh 3d aspect they actually were uh i believe it was either back on nes super nes but they were they were a uh 2d so like side scroller but the other big one and this is not on a good terms. This is, uh, uh, I saw all the hype for Assassin's Creed Mirage, and I just can't help but, I- I'm a little disappointed from what I saw. I'm just kind of like, uh, from what it looks like, it just looks like more of, yeah, the old school style combat, mm-hmm. but not enough, uh, uh, not enough new features or I mean, we don't know everything about it, but it seems like there's not going to be a whole lot in the way of new assassination animations. The running looks like a uh, Assassin's Creed two style running. Uh, parkour looks very like Unity. Yeah, it just looks like stuff we've seen before, and I'm just kind of, I think I'm gonna wait on this one. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's fair. We talked about it a little bit in the discord i think amongst folks but assassin's creed obviously has like two major camps and styles of games and and in their fan base so you've got people who really wanted a return to that more traditional style and then you've got people who really have embraced and are big fans of the new style of assassin's creed and i think what mirage is trying to do is sort of cater to that older audience a bit and maybe give them a game that isn't full, 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 like, AAA and isn't, you know, $70. I think it's $10 cheaper than a full-price game, if I recall, when I looked at the store. And, like... 49 Yeah, I think it's 49 So, you know, right right there, they're telling you, like, it's not quite the same scope, the same level of detail, all those types of things. But this is, in, in a way, trying to get those older fans to be happy and satisfied with, like, maybe you're not going to get these massive 
releases, these tentpole releases anymore, but you're going to get one of these every couple of years. And then the people that like Valhalla and Odyssey and Origins, like you're going to get bigger titles as well. Because we know there's, I think there's like four other Assassin's Creed games in development right now. There's one that I'm, I think it's called Project Jade. Maybe they've renamed it. That's like the mobile one set in China. They showed a little bit of that during the showcase. They've got Assassin's Creed Red, which is like the Japan feudal style one. We believe that that one is like the open world RPG style. Then there's Assassin's Creed Mirage and then Assassin's Creed Hexen or Hex, which we don't know what is that? that. That's like more of like a witches and and like kind of oh god, what like druids. Right? I think you're he- making this up. No, no. Look up look up Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed oh, Hex. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So the last yeah, like it's supposed to take place during the witch trials, right? I don't I could I don't know. It looks kind of like druid. We don't know much about it. That's the thing. Like we have no idea what it is. So hmm. yeah, my my point being they're making a lot of different types of games and I think what their approach is is like no matter what kind of game you like from Assassin's Creed, there's going to be something for you in the franchise. And they're just saying like shotgun approach. You'll you'll latch on to one of these things. So I'm excited about Mirage just because I didn't play Valhalla. It was too big. I thought Odyssey was was too big as well. So going back to the smaller scope is appealing. But I, I do get what you're saying, how it, it does appear to be a lot of, you know, reused pieces and stuff like that. So, yeah, I get you. I get you. I'll be, cu- I'll be curious if that statement reigns true when you go back to Odyssey. Yeah, me too. Or, or when I go back to Mirage, because it's totally possible I pick up Mirage and I'm like, oh, maybe... I didn't want as much of this old school style as I thought. But who knows? Who knows? And, uh, oh, just a little quick fact update, too. Prince of Persia, the original one we were talking about, came out October 3rd, 1989, and it was for Apple II. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm way off. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, no, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's very old. It's a, yeah, very puzzle and precision-based kind of platformer. So having them go back to the 2D approach... I agree. Looks cool. I'll also say I'm pretty stoked to be an Xbox owner. I don't know if you felt that way, Slugger, but a lot of these games that they showed, I'm like, these look great, and they're coming to Game Pass. It's just a, a nice option to have. And, you know, if you have that in the PlayStation Extra catalog, like you were saying, you really have just so many options for games. Yeah, I'm pulling up the Game Pass now. Like, coming soon, we got Exo Primal, July 14th, coming to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Starfield, Lies of P, Payday 3, yep, Forza, City Skylines 2. Like, I think Game Pass kind of slowed down a bit earlier this year, but this whole showcase, they, I mean, they just threw a ton of bangers on here coming over the next, like, I don't know, five, six months. Yeah, totally. So, and, then, and then announced a new one terabyte black console for the Series yeah. S. I think for 349 so if you yeah if you don't have an xbox it's not a horrible time to like jump in either because you can probably get the first models for really cheap so yeah and I, I don't know it's some there's some good stuff i left feeling overall excited i was kind of bummed to see all the negativity surrounding some of the games that had come out and i was like man you guys how do we not see there's so much good stuff here like my wallet is hurting just looking at these things <laughs> so so i'm gonna Go ahead and say, uh, I, I think I might eat my words with Starfield. In what? That it's uh, that it's uh, not coming out on time? No, no, no. Oh. I think it, uh, I don't think it'll come out on time, and I'm still going to stick with that. I do think it's going to do really, 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 
really well. Like, yeah, just seeing this initial trailer, I was like, I had zero hope for this game at all. And now seeing this, I'm like, what? (laughs) This is like, this is like a system seller for me. This is like, I might have to go get an Xbox just to play Starfield. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a couple other folks in the Discord who said the same. It's it's truly the first game they've put out i feel like in the new generation where it's like okay like that is something i'd be willing to pick up the console for like he said yeah very cool very cool well thanks guys for going on that little tangent with me let us know too what you guys thought of the games showcases in the comments or in the discord if you're if you're in the discord and if you're not in the discord check it out we have it pinned to our twitter account so you can go in and find all us and find all of our different sites where we post stuff we've got our soundcloud we've got our itunes we've got discord we've got twitter so Go and check that out. All the links are kind of on everything. So if you go to the Patreon or if you go to any of those things, you'll see links to everything else. And go and check out the Discord. Hop in there. It's a good time. All right. Next up, we would typically have our guessing game. However, with Daryl out and with Skrillis on the show, we have a little bit different of a plan here. We are still going to do a guessing game of sorts, but Skrillis has come up with something a little separate. So Why don't you explain what we're going to be doing, and then we'll jump into it. All right. So I watched, this is kind of inspired from a video I've watched recently. Uh, It's, you take an image from a trophy list, you post it up, and the goal is to name the game it's from and the title of the trophy. Okay. One, each of them is worth one point. Like if you can name the name of the trophy and uh, the game it's from, each one's one point. Gotcha. Okay. So this... Uh, this week's uh, trophy is... I'm posting it now. All right, let me see here. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Hold this up. I'm oh, shit. Okay. Trophy name, but I think I got the game. All right. What you got? Am I DMing you, or can I say it out loud? Uh, why don't you go ahead and DM me? Both of you. Ugh, fuck, dude. <laughs> oh no you i think i'd feel like i would stump you with the name i had a feeling you would get it uh possibly get the game itself though i mean all right did you dm skrillis directly or just put it in the chat slugger i'm just gonna put it in the chat fuck it ah <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> All right, so we have a correct answer, <laughs> and the correct answer is Colin. Yes, is yes. Oh man, I've got no fucking clue what the trophy is, like what the yeah. title is. But you I take a st- you want to take a stab at it. Okay, so star with the thing. Hmm. I'm gonna guess like. Oh my. God, dude, I don't. Is it I like don't I don't know either. Yeah, I, I would. I was gonna say like a speedrun trophy or something. Or is it even from a? Is it from one of the DLC lists? Nope, it's from the main game, and main it's game. called "The Nightmare's Finally Over." Complete the game on normal. What? <laughs> That's the normal trophy. That looks so like. I was thinking of like a challenge run because I'm like, oh, it's like a star. It's all. I don't know. The only reason I even got that is, even got the game is because of the color scheme, the, so, the right, black uh, and white. Mm-hmm. 
it, this is hard because the listeners can't see the trophies, but I'm about to like post the color schemes of like Rise of the Tomb Raider yeah. to show you why I guessed that. Right. Mm. Like that. Oh yeah, general dude. black and white, gray yep. color scheme is all over Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh my so God. would you? Here's my question, Colin. Hmm. Would you have been able to guess that one? No, I guess not. I saw what it said, Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That, that, yeah. That one would have been completing it on Madhouse. Okay. And that's and, Who's Your Daddy Now? Yeah, so for the listeners, this is just like an emblem, basically, on a black and white background for both of these. And the first one is like a, what is this, eight-pointed star? Or like, it looks like a sun, like someone drew a sun, and then in the center of the sun also drew a star, Okay. And it's black and a white color scheme. And then the, the second one is basically it looks like a coin or like a shield or a, some circular object that then has a crown emblem on the front of it. So, God, dude, yeah, those are those are weird images. For some reason, I recall the images that had like the health item or it had like the molded or like bugs or a hand holding like a knife and stuff like that. I don't remember these ones that have just like the little emblems. That makes it tough for sure. So I intentionally targeted stuff that wasn't like I had a feeling color wise you would probably or not color wise, but Colin, you played it recently. I was kind of like, he's going to get it. Yeah. But I targeted stuff from the list that wasn't completely obvious, hoping that maybe you wouldn't recognize the look of the the list. When it kind of worked out because I had not looked at the base list in so long because I'd just been doing the, the DLCs for it. So. I hadn't really taken a, taken a stab at it. Damn. But I can I see why you did that, Slugger, too. Fucking Rise of the Tomb Raider, bro. That looks... Yeah. They're, like, just inverted versions <clears throat> of each other, basically. I probably wouldn't have guessed Rise of the Tomb Raider if I didn't just do the DLC with Pat. Okay. I was like, oh, I recognize that color scheme. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Because I just did all the co-op. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry, you were going to say something, Skrillis? Go ahead. I was just saying that uh, I was trying to go with the game that you guys have both uh, played slash plat, and that was one that lined up. So I was like, well, for sure, it should uh, should be in their memory somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. God damn. I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but when you got 318 platinums, things get a little <laughs> foggy. <laughs> yeah it must be it must be nice <laughs> must be nice <laughs> i still can remember like remember most of them because i'm sub 100 you know i think your memory fades every 100 on your trophy list so after post 300 dude you, you're you're gone there's no way there's no so way what you're saying is you remember the first like once you pass 100 you just forgot all those 100 ones you earned Oh, I'm saying more just like it gets a little fuzzier the more you go. So like in increments of 100, I'm sure it gets like really tough because your first 100 games, you know, they're, you kind of remember all of them. They're kind of special. You don't have that many, right? First 50, first 10, whatever, right? And then as you get up and up like Slugger's at, I probably would. You'd probably be like, huh, I platinum that game. I didn't even realize. <laughs> like there's probably some of those too. So it's pretty crazy. All right, guys. Well, thank you, Skrillis. That was pretty cool. Appreciate that, sir. And when uh, Daryl gets back on, we'll have him take a look at it and see if he can figure anything out. Maybe might have to clean up this chat. I can delete some of this so he can't see it, you know, when he comes back there in. You go. That's, that's the way we'll do it. We'll cover it up that way. But thank you for that, sir. Much appreciated.
Very good. Now let's get into our platinum shoutouts. So this is a reoccurring segment we do on each of our shows where I'm pulling platinums and or 100% achieved from our Discord members. So things posted in the Platshot channel and in the Trophy Room channel are eligible here. So I'm going to go through. I pulled five of them. I'll just kind of read out some stats for you guys. And then afterwards, we'll throw it to you, Slugger, first, and then to you, Skrillis, to see what you uh, have to say, if you have any special thoughts or things you want to point out for these games. So first up. We've got Zachary with Goat Simulator, which sits at a 22.47% on PSM profiles for the PS4. Second up, we've got the Portland Kevin coming in with Turok, which sits at a 13.29% for the 100% on PSNP for the PS4. There is no platinum for that game, interestingly enough, and it only has 10 trophies. Like, what the fuck? Third game or third person we have here is Pat the Trophy Hunter with Rise of the Tomb Raider, which he got the platinum and hundred percent in for all the DLC. Slugger, I know you were helping him with that by getting killed by traps at the last minute or something like that, or falling in holes. So this sits at a one point eight six percent on PSNP for the hundred percent. Very rare. Fourth game we have here it comes from Emerson. He's got Jack X Combat Racing, which sits at a twenty point two four percent on PSNP for the PS4. And then last but not least, we have Reyna coming in with Star Trek DAC, which is an acronym. I don't know what it stands for. And that is sitting at a 10.52% on PSN profiles for the PS3. This is a PS3 game. So a good array of stuff there. Slugger, anything to call out or anything you want to discuss? Let me go down the line. Uh, Goat Simulator, fuck Flappy Goat. Congrats, Zachary. Turok, I've never played. I've thrown Turok in my wish list or into my cart so many times because I always offer that one and two bundle. Mm-hmm. But I haven't pulled the trigger, but I know he has said good things about it. Like a nice classic shooter, simple shooter. So maybe I'll pull the trigger. I'm kind of hoping it'll come to like the premium, PlayStation premium one day. Oh, nice. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yep, me and Pat had a bunch of good times on that. I dropped the ball we were doing a co-op trophy where we had to survive for 10 days and um <laughs> we were also working on a trophy where we had to split up and be so far apart for x number of days well we had popped that trophy early on and i was like you know what screw it we're being safe we're fine let's just stay separated and i fell into a spike trap accidentally <laughs> and he's like 500 meters away and he has a minute to get to me so he starts hustling over i don't even think he made it like i don't know 200 meters before i died and ended the run for us we are on day like seven out of ten so i got unending shit still get shit for doing that here in the discord yep you're Uh, you're forever the spike trap guy now yeah the spike trap guy trap boys trapped Jack X Combat Racing. I've never actually played, but that is on the subscription service, so I could use that for Pat's upcoming A to Z race. That's right. We're going to talk about uh, that a little bit later on, too, so I'll shout out more of what that is when we get there. Yeah. And then Reyna, I don't know much about Star Trek, but it's an old PS3 game. I will applaud anyone going back for those PS3 plots. Yeah, that's intense at this point. We're, we're talking yeah. old school. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, some good some good stuff there. Skrillis, what do you think? Anything you want to call out from these games and Platinums? So uh, I'm on the same level with uh, Slugger over there. Uh, fuck Flappy Goat. <laughs> and Zachary. Uh, Going to go for the 100% on that uh, Goat Simulator there, bud. 
uh, <laughs> is it really intense? I don't even fucking know. It's there's supposed to be a lot of annoying ones that you have to deal with uh, for the DLC. I've looked okay. a little bit into it myself, uh, and surprisingly, it's not very uh, like there's not a lot of people that do it. Oh so, yeah, huh? And then Turok. Uh, I played this back on Nintendo 64, and I I I need to pick this up as well. I I think the Slugger has the right call, though. Wait for it to come to the uh, service. Um, but as far as the rest goes, I don't have any knowledge of any of the other three, really. So Okay. Nope, that's about it for me. Fair enough. Yeah, I've never played Goat Simulator at all, actually. So I can't speak to that good game. Time. <laughs> good time. Good it, time. It just looks so weird. And didn't they release Goat Simulator 3, but this, there isn't a second one? Like, they just skipped two? It was, like, kind of a joke? It, that's the meme. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So, actually, actually, about Goat Simulator, it was made in, like, a day. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was, like, at a gaming convention. It was made by all these developers in, like, a day. And then, constantly, it's been patched uh, and surprisingly successful or something. Uh, something along those lines. I don't have a lot of knowledge on it, but I remember looking into it. Yeah. Huh. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I don't know much about that Star Trek game or Jack X either. Rise of the Tomb Raider, I played on Xbox, really liked the main game. I didn't do any of the extra content or anything like that. And then Turok, also, I mean, I love boomer shooters, right? I loved playing through Doom 64 and Duke Nukem and Quake. So this seems like something I would really enjoy. So yeah, maybe if it comes to the service at some point, or I guess it, like you were saying, it's on sale for very cheap. Who knows? Maybe I'll pull the trigger on it one day. But I don't know. I I don't know, Colin. If you get scared in uh, Resident Evil Seven, uh, that Turok game scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> Pardon my French, but like I had dinosaur wrapping around the corner and taking me out. Nope, dude. I <laughs> shut that game off so quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably looks pretty goofy now and. I don't know. What I always found annoying, I have this bad image of Turok in my head because I watched some speedruns of it, and it's from that era of games where you move faster moving diagonally than you do just going straight and left, or like straight or left. So the whole speedrun, the person is just diagonally like aimed, and you can't see anything really that's going on. It just looks super weird, and I was like, Ugh. it just left a bad taste in my mouth. So I think that's maybe why I haven't picked it up yet. Janky. Yeah, interesting. Okay, very good. Well, thank you and congratulations to all the Platinum earners thus far in the Discord. Appreciate you guys posting those. And don't forget to keep posting them if you're a member of our race into the Platshot channel. We've still got until September for that, so still a couple months to go. But keep stacking up those points and get yourself a prize potentially at the end. There it is. There it is. Let's go. You figured it out, dude. <laughs> that, shit's, that shit's so fire. <laughs> oh, man. Very good. All right. I wanted to give a, a second here to give a special thank you to all of our Patreon supporters over there. So thank you guys very much. This is a big, special, heartfelt thank you to Maximum Carnage, the Sly G. Cooper, Skrillis, Pat the Trophy Hunter, King K6969. Be Down, Diego Juan, Toaster Bunny, a.k.a. the Portland Kevin. I forgot to change his name on the doc. I, pro I apologize for that, sir. Zach Lurie, First Mage, Buff Cupcake, and Thrawn. So thank you all very much for your support 
of the show. If you like what we do and you want to give us some support, head on over to patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. You can find various tiers over there ranging from bronze all the way up to up to platinum. At platinum level, you get to be a guest on the show as as Skrillis is, excuse me, and as Pat, the trophy hunter, has done before. So yeah, go and check that out if you're interested. Thank you very much. Okay, guys, are you ready to get into our Patreon submitted questions? We got quite a few this week to get into. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. First question comes to us from King K6969, and he asks, What is the weirdest thing you have ever eaten? Slugger, let's go to you first. What do you have okay. for this? There's a whole story around this. Um, <laughs> to, an- to immediately answer the question, the weirdest thing I've ever eaten is blood sausage. Mm. Before. Before I ever ate blood sausage, I didn't know what it was, so I got you guys a little description. A blood sausage is a sausage filled with blood that is cooked or dried and mixed with a filler until it's thick enough to solidify when pooled. Most commonly filled with the blood of pigs, sheep, lamb, cow, chicken, or goose. Oh, goose blood. I highly, highly suggest looking at pictures of these things because they're disgusting. But um, Fucking A. My wife was pregnant with our first... And we had done our our maternity pictures that day, and we went to this Brazilian steakhouse because we had friends in town. And it's a pretty cool place downtown. You go and you spend like sixty or seventy bucks, and they just bring out this massive tray of like I don't know six or seven different types of meats, and like everyone gets salad sides, and like it's just kind of like you order a big meal for the table, and everyone just picks that style of like restaurant. But we ordered like the deluxe tray or whatever. And they're like, oh, do you want blood sausage or this other type of sausage? And we're like, oh, fuck it. Let's try the blood sausage. Like none of us have ever had that. (laughs) It is, think of like a hot dog, but instead of being like solid meat in the middle, it's just like a jello-y goo of disgustingness. Like I had this gelatinous. Yeah, like like the texture of it is just really gross and you bite into it and you feel it just like smush in your mouth but we joke because like i said my wife was pregnant we eat at that meal we go home and like two hours my wife tried it too like two hours later after dinner my wife my wife's water broke and she goes into labor (laughs) we were like looking it up after the fact that like eating certain foods can cause like (laughs) can cause the pregnancy to happen or like begin or not the pregnancy, but uh, going into labor can cause labor to happen. And I'm like, it was that fucking blood sausage. That was the only <laughs> weird thing we eat, we've eaten. We've eaten all the other stuff before. The blood sausage started the labor. So yeah, ever since then, we tell my daughter all the time that blood sausage is the reason she's here. Or she came when she did. Damn, so, that is that's... that is crazy. Yeah, check out some pictures of that. It's I gross. did. It looked fucking disgusting. And then one of the things I saw was someone being like, I made blood sausage with my own blood. And then it made me almost want to vomit, so I had to close it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, oh, my God. That's crazy. I, I didn't know it was gelatinous in the middle. It like Maybe we just got a really bad one, or it was just... Because looking at these pictures, it looks more like a like a normal sausage. But the ones we were biting into were like mushy and watery in the middle mm, okay hmm. what well, were you gonna say scroll yeah go ahead i was gonna say you made that comment about somebody making blood sausage with their own blood would that technically be considered cannibalism i mean i've mm. i've, I've, I've it's your own blood oh man 
That's kind of <laughs> gross. I can't really think about it too much without getting sick to my stomach. My initial gut check is no, it's it's not, but it's pretty it's too damn close and you shouldn't do it anyway. <laughs> it's not cannibalism, but why tempt fate, you know? Like why even get close? Why why even skirt the line? <laughs> There's no point. Oh god. Okay, very good. Well, let's go to East, let's go to East Girls. What did you have for this? What was the weirdest thing that you've ever eaten? So I've got a couple on the dock, but they're not that weird. Uh, but I did remember when I was younger, I tried haggis. Oof. And that, surprisingly, not bad. Surprisingly, not bad. Do you what, um, I can't remember. I'm going to look this up. I can't remember what it is. It's a sheep stomach stuffed with, like, meat. Like, it's, like, organ meats, and uh, you use, like, oatmeal as filler and some other stuff. Oh, whoa. What the hell? Yeah, it's it's kind of like honestly, it's kind of like sausage is a way to kind of describe it, but it's in a sheep's stomach. So, yeah, looks like okay, national dish of Scotland. Interesting, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we had a uh, we had a celebration of cultures uh, event in I think it's fifth grade, and we had uh, we had a Scottish exchange student that brought. Uh, was in our class and they uh taught taught their uh family how to make haggis mm -hmm. with them and they uh brought it in and uh i mean i'm i'm not one to shy away from trying stuff i mean you guys know me uh like to put a uh, cheese that's on my peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah and oh god yeah, yeah i don't shy away i i'll i'll try anything just about once mm-hmm yeah, yeah. I mean, that was surprisingly was not bad though when we tried it. If he, like, yeah. I wouldn't. I'm, I would never choose to do it as opposed to just making a normal PB and J or whatever. But it wasn't bad. Well, here's my question: Do you put potato chips on like your like your lunch meat sandwiches? I do not. No, but I will have well, you chips on the meat, side. So I will have chips on the side, like if I'm having a sandwich. So it's not that different in some sense. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, the PB&J and Cheez-Its, uh, the only other thing I can think of that might be slightly weird is, like, a plain bacon sandwich. Like, absolutely nothing on it. Just two pieces of white bread and bacon. That's it. Yeah, that's more than slightly weird. <laughs> I mean, Very plain. like, why not put something else on it? Then, <laughs> Like, why, why would you stop well, with just I mean, the bacon? I mean, a little bit of bacon grease, maybe. Yeah, but that does, I mean, but like, why not put like mayo or onion or tomato or something? Like, put something. I don't know. It's just, oh god. I'm I'm a very plain person. I like cheeseburgers for me. Mm -hmm. I can be happy eating just a, a burger with cheese, nothing on the bun. Oh, okay. Huh. Just a plain burger. I'm good with it. Huh. Interesting. I mean, I, knew, I always knew people like that with hot dogs, where they would just have the hot dog, not put any fixings on it any sort of condiments but yeah i mean i guess what whatever works dude it's not like it's gross it is a weird food thing but it's not gross by any means i can see it you know well, well and you guys know me enough to know that my standard burger wouldn't include vegetables anyway so fair enough yeah that's that's <laughs> that's that's true it, it probably would not oh man all right well i i don't know if i can top blood sausage 
because or yeah. haggis necessarily either but i i have had uh happy spoons and this was actually really recently and i don't know what the formal name for this is called so i'm just gonna have to describe it to you so my buddy who a really good friend of mine i used to play halo with he was in my wedding party and stuff i've known him for a long time he and his family own this japanese restaurant around here that has some of like the best sushi that you can get and when i went there about a week and a half ago he was bringing out all these different appetizers and stuff. And he knows, like, I don't get this type of food super often. I don't, like, experiment a ton with seafood. I, I eat almost any fruit and vegetable combo. Any Most meals, I'm not picky, like, at all, right? But I don't really, like, expand my food too much with seafood. So he was just taking the approach of, like, I'm not going to tell him what some of the stuff is. Just try it. And if you like it, great, you know? And so the first thing that he brought out, there is these bowls of of shaved ice with one clay spoon on it and the spoon had like a bunch of stuff in it it's basically so you're doing this thing in like one bite and it had a raw oyster lemon juice salmon eggs cream fraiche and part of a sea urchin and you did it in one bite and i just did it and i was like all right cool and like once i had it i was like that was so that was so yeah, weird. What yeah, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then she finally told me what it was, and I was like, I can't believe I just ate that. If I knew what that was, I would never touch it. Like, I haven't had oysters in probably over 10 years, you know? I don't like caviar, so, like, salmon eggs, kind of an odd thing for me. And that was the very first thing we had at the meal. So the whole rest of the meal, I was trying tons of different fish and stuff that I don't normally have. And I have to say it was good, but it, it was stuff where it's like, uh, my buddy said, how would you rate this food item on a scale of zero to two? So a one on that scale in the middle is you liked it, but you wouldn't order it again. And two is you liked it and you would order it again. And most of the stuff that I ate was in that category of like, it was good. I don't think I would order it again for myself, but I'm happy I tried it. So yeah, happy spoons. That's the weirdest thing I've ever eaten. It's like, it sounds like like sushi on a spoon. Yeah, it's like, like we're just gonna <laughs> smash a whole bunch of different things together in a small little bite and just shove it in. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. The salmon eggs like popping was weird. It was kind of like, have you ever had boba? Yeah, love boba. I love boba too, but that was that was weird. All right, you guys and my wife, like you guys are weird. I love I the I love the boba. Mm, I, can't, I, like... I can't do that, dude. The texture of those little tapioca ball. No. Absolutely not. Oh, I love chewing on Awful. that. <laughs> I like little juicy balls popping in my mouth. <laughs> no, no surprise there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the question, King K6969. I hope you are well, sir. Next up, we've got Zachary. This is a longer one, so I'll read it out, and then we're going to go to you first, Skrillis, and then we'll go to you, Slugger, after that. So this okay. one comes to us from Zachary. He says, hey, guys, I've been thinking about this DLC-a-thon, complete 10, t 10 DLC trophy packs in a month challenge to do in October. Firstly, is this something that anyone would be interested in doing? And secondly, have you guys ever thought of running a competition where it's a shared objective that when pass puts the person in the draw to win all the best? So I had to reread that second part a, a couple times before. So basically what he's saying is like a competition where you just have to hit up to a certain goal, and then once you hit that goal, you get thrown in like a raffle, and then a winner is drawn out of that, which is a cool idea. So, Skrillis, let's go to you first. What do you think about a DLC-a-thon? Is that something you'd be interested in? And how do you feel about the idea of competitions like that? Well, you guys both know that for the longest time, I uh, 
was pretty much anti-DLC, that I don't buy DLC, right. uh, and that I, I, I don't like the concept of it. But as of recently, I've kind of uh, been going in a different direction and been kind of a, a little bit of a uh, hypocrite. And um, <laughs> currently in the middle of Assassin's Creed Odyssey DLC, and I gotta say, I'm super down. I I, I, I eat my <laughs> I eat my words I eat my words more than I uh like like I I don't like to admit when I'm wrong, but <laughs> I've been wrong about DLC quite a bit. So uh, I think I'd be down to do this DLCathon. Wow, with the new approach. I've stepped in uh. I've stepped in a new direction as far as trophies go. I'm not really, I'm not targeting like high hundred percent. I'm not targeting platinums. I'm targeting trophies as a whole. It doesn't matter what they are. I'm just targeting trophies. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm glad to hear you've changed your mind on DLC because I, I do agree that I would prefer like my default stance real quick because this could be a huge topic and I don't want to get onto something massive, but is that I still wish that DLC didn't count for my completion percentage if I hadn't purchased it. I understand why they can't do it, but that part bothers me. But in general, I think that like a lot of DLCs are really good. Like RE7's DLC was awesome. And of course, there's some duds out there, but in general, there's a lot of DLC that's really solid. So it's good to hear you've changed your mind on that and you'd be down. But uh, what about the second part of the question? Competition. Didn't mean to cut you off. The uh, second part of the competition. Uh, I'd be, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, participate if there's a competition going on gotcha gotcha interesting stuff we're going to talk about a competition here in a little bit but slugger let's go to you what do you have to say for this dlc is on to start with the dlc stuff uh he posed this question in the discord and i'm all about it just like focusing on dlc and cleaning up backlog games i really like that idea uh i'm sorting through my profile right now just kind of skimming and there's so many games like you were saying Colin like they're not marked as complete on my profile because I don't have the DLC done so fucking dumb so <laughs> like quick example like just looking at this like going under uh that's an indie game I have DLC trophies for the last just about any first party Sony game I have to do the like new game plus BS for Far Cry 5 and need to clean up Deathloop Middle of Earth, Shadow of War, Habroxia 2, Far Cry 6, Ghostwire Tokyo, Crash Bandicoot 1 and 3. Like, there's just so many games I have. The Division, you know. That... <laughs> What's that? Uh... Sorry, you kind of broke up there? Yeah, you cut out for a sec. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just so many games that have DLC packs, and I, I kind of agree with Skrillist. They're not always that great. I'm personally not a fan of this new game plus trend of like at least they're in the DLC and not on the main list required for platinums. But I hate that all these games now are like beat the game. Oh, and if you want the hundred percent, beat the game again. Yeah. Um, that's really frustrating to me, especially it's fine. If the new game plus adds something of value, like how resident evil does it, or even the souls games have pretty good new game plus situations. But when it's just the same thing, and they're just slapping New Game Plus on there, maybe you level up a little bit and get a little stronger. I'm not a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, God of War yeah, he... Ragnarok added New Game Plus recently, and they didn't, uh, they didn't add a trophy, actually. Yeah, it was surprising. 
Thank God, dude. Yep. I mean, not that I would. That game's great, but I don't want to play that again. Like, not so soon after I just played it, and it's forty hours. Yeah. Like, the worst it's offenders are Horizon, Forbidden West, and Zero Dawn for me, and like Days Gone. These games are massive. Why are yeah, you putting a new game plus trophy on there? I don't understand these open world or massive games that are forty to fifty hours getting a new game plus. Something like Resident Evil that you can beat in four to five hours totally makes sense. Yep. But like everything else, it's like why why are you doing this? I don't I don't know. So I think though, like since you're not doing the collectibles and all the extra stuff, that the new game plus should be like probably half, if not a quarter of the time that you invested into it it's it, 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 yeah it is it, it is, is like i did the the first horizon was the first like new game plus sony trophy i did new game plus trophy on a sony game i did and all i did was just mainline the story and i like flew through it i think that originally that game took me like 40 or 50 hours but just mainlining the story i was done in like i don't know it was like nine or ten hours so it wasn't too bad Cool. So that's my question. I'm down to do it. I was actually eyeing August or September, probably before all the crazy stuff starts dropping in October, because October gets crazy with games. So I was like, this would be cool to do before that big hit. But yeah, I mean, we'll have to talk about it as a Discord, this whole competition thing. I like the idea of doing something where it's a shared objective, and then we just kind of raffle off. If we said, like, hey, as a community, in six months, if we get, I don't know, some arbitrary number of platinums, 250 platinums as a community across these four months. Everyone who contributed a platinum in that time period gets entered into the raffle. I think something like that would be kind of cool. Yeah. So and pretty low low stakes too. People can just play what they want, right? Like it, yeah, that's it, the thing about the competitions. You have to allow for some flexibility. I think for them to be truly fun. So yeah, yeah. I guess if you wanted to still have some competition aspects to it you could easily be like hey for every 10 platinums you earn you get an extra like raffle ticket oh yeah or something like that yeah good point that's not bad yeah i i'm so, down yeah. the the competition part is an interesting thing like i guess just to jump to what i was going to say for that first and then i'll go back to the idea of doing the dlc-a-thon it's just that um we have so the, the current race goes till september right and we have talked about in the past many times doing other options of a type of competition so i'm super open to it as well so i think that that is something that we'll we'll be looking at as we get closer to that time frame and how we want to he approach it he mentions the bingo board on there too so i was like there you go bingo exactly yeah we've talked about doing something like that there, there's like there's a lot of different like options for for things that you could do that are engaging speaking of which i forgot to mention this pat the trophy hunter you talked about it a little bit earlier, Slugger. His Discord, which is posted and linked in our general chat. So if you're in our Discord, you can find the way to his Discord. I believe it's in general chat. Maybe, ooh, tell a lie. It was somewhere. I could have swore. You could uh, you could go to Pat the Trophy Hunter on Twitter, and he has a link for it there. There you go. Thank you, sir. But yeah, you can go and check out his Discord. He's running an A to Z challenge right now where you have to basically like it would say, get a platinum in each of the games with titles starting from A all the way through Z, and you have to have 0% completion percentage on them to, to be eligible. So it can't be stuff you've like already started and cleaned up. It's got to be like newer things. So I'm signed up for that. I believe Slugger and Skrillis are both signed up on that too. Once we get some more people over there, or once he does rather, I think it'll kick off. 
I think he only needs four more people. So yep. it's coming along. Go and check that out if you're interested. Now, as far as a DLC-a-thon for me, it is also something I'd be interested in doing. It's it's similar to, or it it connects directly, rather, to the conversation we just had about Pat's challenge, though, because they're kind of at ends or at odds with one another. Like, you can't really pursue both of those things in earnest. So, yeah, it'd be, it's about, like, trying to find a time, like you are saying, Slugger, to, like, do it before a bunch of these newer games come out that you're trying to, to play. And I don't know. There's just some really annoying ones that I should clean up that aren't too hard. Like, things like Deathloop, right, which only has a few trophies in DLC. I think it's supposed to take, like, an hour or two. I just need to reinstall that game and do it, you know? But then there's a lot of harder ones, like we've talked about Days Gone. Uh, I have The Division. I've got Resident Evil Village. Resident Evil 5 and 6 have DLC, which I don't really want to do 6s, but technically it's there as, like, an option. Last of Us Part 2, I'm missing the 100% in because they have those those permadeath and grounded mode DLC trophies. So, yeah, there, there's lots of games that I want on my list to show as completed games in my totals that currently are not because of DLC. Hybroxia 2, like you mentioned. Diablo 3, right? I need to do that DLC. So, anyway, there, there's a ton of them. It's certainly something that I would be open to doing. And nowadays, I've switched my purchasing habits to... I used to like purposely not try to get the complete editions because I was like, I don't really want to do the DLC. I just want to do the base game and the plat. But nowadays, I, I usually will have more season passes on on my wish list than like full games because those are the kind of things that I'm on the lookout for. So, yeah. Very cool idea. So thank you, Zachary. Uh, Advanced Warfare DLC, let's do it. I see I don't have the gold edition. So I got to I got to get I got to get the fucking season pass. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and those no, never drop price either. No, they're the oh, all the cods. All the cods are ex- expensive, man. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Do you want to pay forty dollars? Do you want to pay forty dollars for all the DLC in this ten-year-old game? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I've got that one on my wish list. I've got uh, Infinite Warfare's on my wish list as well. So yeah, there's just it's a lots of stuff. So anywho, thank you, Zachary. Much appreciated. Let's get to Portland, Kevin question and he wants to know guys another food related topic we have to have a definitive answer here what is the best sandwich slugger let's go to you first all what right you, what is the best this, sandwich this from my hometown straight out of buffalo new york i can't find like you so it's a chicken finger sub oh you can you can find chicken finger subs all over the country but i promise they do not come close to the chicken finger subs they make in Western New York over in like Buffalo and Rochester, that whole area of New York, like chicken finger subs up there are a godsend. Every time mm. I go home, I eat, I eat them probably once every other day. Sometimes <gasps> every day I get, I, I always pack on weight cause I'm just eating those delicious subs. But um, <laughs> So they have the standard like Buffalo chicken finger sub, which is Buffalo sauce on it. You can get it mild, medium, hot. Those are always good. My favorite has, they call it gold, gold sauce or like sweet and tangy chicken finger subs and all the gold sauces is like a sweet and tangy barbecue sauce um i actually have this specific brand i've only ever seen this in new york like this style of sauce i almost wonder if it's like honey mustard and barbecue sauce mixed together it's cattleman's carolina tangy gold barbecue sauce it's delicious you can, oh. i mean you can buy it online everywhere but uh um, cattleman's what 
Cattleman's Carolina tangy gold barbecue sauce. I think it's like a mustard mustardy base barbecue sauce. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe some honey in there because it like it's kind of sweet too. But it's it doesn't taste like barbecue sauce. I don't really know how to describe it. We always just called it gold sauce. Okay, but chicken finger sub with the gold sauce, like the chickens bathed in the gold sauce, and then I get bacon on it and lettuce, tomato, onion. And I will eat a large one of those like it's nobody's business. So good. <laughs> and just shove the foot long in my mouth. Dude. It's, oh, if, nice. If you, nice. <laughs> if, if you could fuck us up, I would fuck this up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> can I say that on here? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't like, care. You can say what you want, dude. No, <laughs> no issues there. Slugger's like 100% worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you had to say that you would a sub, I mean, that's fine. I don't have any, I don't have any problems with that. Don't worry. So, <laughs> I don't know if I recommend going to the Niagara Falls, but people always want to go and see the Niagara Falls. So if you're ever in that area doing some touristy sightseeing stuff, definitely try and find a good chicken finger sub. They're just about everywhere that sells pizza in Western New York. I mean, I'll tell you what, I'll eat one of those, and I'm vegetarian. I'll try it, you know? I don't think I could eat the whole thing, a large one, but I would try a few bites. Yeah, they're good. Sounds delicious. Okay, all right, you set in the bar. I like it, I like it. Skrillis, what about you? What is the best sandwich? For me, it's a steak and cheese sandwich. Chipotle sauce and bell peppers, easy. Whoa. Easy, easy, easy. Okay. Now, do you get this sandwich from a particular spot? Is that what you're thinking of, or is this like a home creation what do we got going on here? So unfortunately, my favorite place to get it no longer. I don't know if they're still in business in other locations, but it was a chain. I used to go to Quiznos all the time, and Ooh, it was I love Quiznos. Such a such a oh, I I don't know what it is, dude. But there's something about theirs. Uh, the Chipotle sauce. Yeah, I'm salivating, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, we had one Quiznos in my town, and it hasn't been here for probably like five or six years at least at this point. So I haven't had it in a long time. But it's still a thing, right? Quiznos are still yeah, like around. I'm, yeah, I'm looking it up. Okay. Damn. Yeah, at least I know <laughs> our local. But I know our local Quiznos has gone uh, out of uh, business. So. Oh no way! I, I miss those days. What happened? They're... There's a Quiznos about 30 minutes from my house. I had no idea that was a... Uh, didn't know there was any around me. All right, uh, Slugger, uh, send <laughs> it in the mail, and uh, I'll, pay, I'll Venmo you. Yeah, that'd be so <laughs> gross. There's, the closest one to me is in Sacramento, so it's like a two-and-a-half-hour drive for me. That's the closest one. Damn. Interesting. That does sound good, though. I like the bell peppers. That's a good call. You know, I don't... I don't think to mention that on mine, but that is a that's a good veggie to have on a sandwich. I feel like, what kind of we cheese do does it matter? Pepper Jack every time. Pepper Jack, okay. But okay. um, we do have another place called Smolligans. They're a barbecue. Uh, they specialize in like barbecue pizza, but they have this really good uh, pork belly sandwich, and they put uh, like um, sour cream with it in barbecue sauce. And mm. I never thought to use sour cream as a, uh, like as a condiment on it. But holy hell, it, it, yeah. And if you guys haven't had pork belly, like, 
I know, Colin, you're vegetarian, obviously, but you know, is it, sometimes is it tripe? Okay is that what it's called? <laughs> is that the tripe, tripe stuff? Yeah, tripe. That's like the stomach, right? Oh, that's... you're talking about tripe? No, that's that. They're different. Oh, it's different. different. Okay. Yep. Pork belly is essentially thick cut bacon. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, I've like, never had it. Super thick. Super thick. Interesting. Uh, yeah, you don't have cheese on your slugger. I'm just realizing there's no cheese on that sandwich. Uh, I guess with chicken, it's weird. I, I mean, I, I don't eat meat, right? No. But I don't feel like chicken has cheese a lot with it. They put cheese on these. Um, I forget what type of cheese they put. Um, I think it, I think provolone is kind of what they lean towards there. Okay. On those chicken finger stubs. Gotcha. Sometimes Swiss. Swiss is kind of okay on those. Yeah, Swiss isn't bad. Swiss gets a bad say rap. It's provolone, though. Specifically for the one I'm thinking about the place i'm thinking about i'm pretty sure it's problem okay gotcha very nice guys well no surprise we talked about me being vegetarian my sandwich is all veggies it's basically just like i choose a bread i almost always pick dutch crunch or sourdough roll like i very rarely will do like sliced bread for sandwiches so i like the roll approach and then mustard mayonnaise lettuce pickle tomatoes onion olives pickles like basically just load that sucker up. The only things that I don't want on there are sprouts and avocado. Just because it gets to be too messy with the avocado on there. It's like too it's too wet. And then the sprouts I just don't necessarily like. I mean, I'll eat them, but I don't ask for a sandwich with those. And then I'll also put cheddar cheese on there. And I think I said olives as well. So it's basically just a ton of veggies, a really good bread, some cheese, mustard, and mayo. And I could eat that pretty much every day. So... Yeah, love me a good veggie sandwich. I also got a shout out because I can eat this. Tuna melts are pretty good too. You get a good tuna salad sandwich or egg salad sandwich. Actually, oh man, those are those are both mm. solid. I like egg salad. Yeah, I, I do too. It's pretty good. That's a good sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's not something I could eat a lot, but every once in a while, it really hits the spot. Yeah. Very good. Mm. Well, thank you, the Portland Kevin. Much appreciated, sir. And we're gonna be hearing from the Portland Kevin. Very soon as well, actually, because he also has gone up to the platinum tier. So that's a little sneak peek of who our next potential guest could be. More to come did on you that. Say, did you say avocado or asparagus? I said no um, avocado. Said, okay. Yeah. I was thinking asparagus. I'm like, I don't even know how that would work on a sandwich. That doesn't seem like a sandwich vegetable. I mean, you could <laughs> do it get, cooked, but I wouldn't do it. You'd have to get like a, a sub instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Or you just have to chop it into smaller. Yeah, it'd be weird. It'd be weird. That's for sure. Next up, Maximum Carnage has written in. He's here. He survived his multiple day music festival download, I think it was called. I can't remember. A recent music festival he had gone to. Sounded insane. He's got a question for us, guys. He says, greetings, Final Fantasy 15 road trip bros. What are your opinions on hidden loading screens? I hear a lot of people claiming that squeezing through tight gaps in caves or using an elevator in tall buildings breaks the immersion and it's shameful that they hid them. Is it a generational thing? Most of us here in this community come from a time when you had a background and loading bar for each level and cutscene. They're just something that I've always been used to. Don't get me wrong, I appreciate faster loading times, but I feel like hidden loading screens are a great compromise for an action for action in the game and for a system to have to perform. I don't buy into people's thoughts that with the power of PS5 and Xbox Series X, that there should be no excuse for load times when these systems are also supposed to run high, stable frame rates and ray tracing, etc. 
as well as run these massive AAA games that are expected to get better and better year after year. Only here to rustle some feathers this week. Have fun. So at the end there, I mean, who knows if he actually doesn't buy into it or not. He seems like he's just kind of throwing this out there for conversation because this has definitely come up a ton. Most notably, the example we were just talking about, God of War Ragnarok. I mean, that game was, it was discussed in that time frame when the game was, was coming out and when people were playing it that this was a thing, that it was very apparent in something like that. And yeah, it, it is a, a very common tool that developers use to hide loads. But I think the difference is that now we are a bit more on to them. We understand the trick a bit more. So it's not as it's not as cool. Like, you know, the first couple of times you experience something like that, you're like, you don't even really think about what it is. And then once you know what it is, it's you just can't really unsee it, is kind of what I would say. But Plugger, what do you think? What do you have to say for this question? I I don't normally have a problem with the hidden loading screens. I do remember Ragnarok like getting under my skin with them though, having to run around and do all the collectibles. I felt like it was all happening all the time in Ragnarok. Like, oh, crawl under this beam or crawl through this cave or uh, you're on the boat and you need to lay down as you go under this dock into a new area. And I think my frustration there is just because I'm impatient and it's like, Come on, game. I got collectibles to get. I don't Mm want to sit here and fucking crawl through this space. I think sometimes, too, like the spaces aren't even believable of like why they're moving so slow. And that kind of adds to the the frustration. It's like, all right, why am I immediately coming to a crawl in this little like cave structure when you could just walk through? Like that space is big enough for you to just walk through. But Right. The character's like, oh, I got to turn sideways and I got to shimmy through here. It's like, dude, no, you don't. Just walk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or, I mean, with Uh, God of War, it's like fucking Kratos can jump like a thousand feet high sometimes when he wants to. But then in other instances, he has to like shimmy past ice at like two miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. it, It is very funny. So I will say like I get frustrated by them, but every day of the week, I would rather have those than the game coming to a halt and bringing up a load screen and me having to sit there and watch a bar spin up. Like I'd much rather just deal with like the, the hidden loading screen than an actual loading screen. So I don't mind them too much, but if they're like overused and it's happening all the time and it's getting to the point where it's distracting, God of war looking at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely bugs me a little bit more. Uh, yeah. I get what you're saying for sure. I think <laughs> what, what they tried to do with God of war is hide it right with some dialogue. Like they try to or not hide it. They try to, like make it seem less annoying by having Tyr talk to you and spout little bits of lore. There's some sort of back and forth dialogue with the characters, but I agree. I still like noticed it a ton in that game. And I'm sure there's lots of other games that I'm just like, I'm stuck on God of War right now, but there's tons of recent ones that have been doing it. I am sure. Skrillis, what about you? What do you have to say? Uh, It doesn't bother me that much, honestly. It's uh, I've just gotten kind of used to it. Um, I don't think we'll ever get to a point where there isn't some form of hidden loading screen or some form of, uh, I think the closest we've had is what, Miles Morales, where you can seamlessly go from inside a, uh, inside a building to outside a building without much of an issue. Oh, maybe. I can't, I can't recall but the specifics for that game, but yeah. It doesn't necessarily load, but there is, I think there is a delay in the, uh, as you're launching yourself out, there's a little bit of a delay in the frame mm. frames. Like But it's pretty good. But yeah. Yeah. It doesn't bother me that much. It uh I'm okay with it being this way. Sure. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with what both you guys are saying, where in general, it doesn't really bother me that much. I, I think it's it's just a symptom of a larger thing that's happening, where as people understand more and more about how games work and how they're made, like the more you get into that, the more you're going to not be able to unsee those things. Sort of like when you, when you see how sausage is made, blood sausage is made, right? You're not going to be able to unsee <laughs> that. Once you understand how a game is put together, how the coding works, how the triggers work, all that stuff, you can't like decouple that. So instead of having that experience the first couple times of like, oh, this is such a cool like cinematic moment. Look at me shimmying on this fucking cliff face. You're like, oh, God, another loading screen, damn it. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, so it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting thing to bring up for sure. Um, yeah, one of the better examples that I could think of was Demon Souls as well, of doing it well, where it's like they did have a loading screen, but it was very, very fast on the PS5. Like you would do a, like a travel from a war point back to the Nexus or whatever. It was like maybe two seconds and the the screen like faded out and then faded in. So true like downtime with nothing on the screen was was probably like half a second at most. You know, it was very, very fast, which was incredible. So I'm I'm looking forward to what they can do with that and minimizing that sort of thing in games that are like shorter linear experiences and things that are much larger. I, I just don't know how you're going to avoid it. Like again, Starfield really curious to see how it's going to handle a lot of the loading there. Cause I, I didn't watch the 45 minute direct for that game. I was kind of already like in, you know, so I was, I, I don't know if maybe they showed some of that stuff or not, but we'll see, but very good, sir. Thank you for the question. Maximum. Hope you're doing well. And last but not least, we have a first-time write-in from Thrawn, a new patron, and he says, Salutation, dearest trophy talkers. Here's a situation that happens to me almost every weekend. My wife is an early bird, so I normally have time to play PlayStation between 9 and 11 p.m. every night. Come the weekend, my wife and I have a dilemma. Either go out, invite friends to our home for the evening, etc., meaning going to bed late with no time for gaming, or staying home and chilling and having a nice dinner with a glass of wine, the missus going to bed around 9, and then time for me to game. The latter always seems the most appealing for the both of us. Have you ever found yourself in that situation where you had to decide whether or not to accept an invitation or inviting people to your home, knowing you'll sacrifice your time trophy hunting? Trillis, we'll go to you first for this one, actually, and then Slugger will kick it to you. So what do you have to say for this? So I don't really schedule my gaming uh, around like life for the most part. I just game when I feel like it for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm very much, I play when I want, like if I want to play it and the wife is, you know, she's up, she's probably gaming right next to me. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's probably the biggest benefit I have with my wife is like, she's a gamer herself. And the best thing I can like recommend people do, like if you're, if your spouse is not into gaming, try to get them into gaming because you'll have a lot more more game time. Uh, <laughs> yes, I mean, it certainly would help if your wife games as, as well. To, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like, um, it's never been too much of an issue. Uh, the only time it becomes an issue is like, I don't, we were talking about this last night. I don't really care for uh, camping and my wife's family likes to go camping. I'd much rather be at home playing video games. Mm. I'm very much a homebody. I can just be at home doing my own thing and, be happy and content i don't really like going out it's weird that's my favorite form of socialization is what i'm doing right now 
talking over the computer or talking on a console. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like being face to face with people. Gotcha. Uh, when it comes when it comes down to it, uh, I will probably probably nine times out of ten avoid a unneeded. In, um, like if somebody asks me to go out to do something, I'm nine times out of ten going to find a way to get out of it, and I'll uh, I'll uh, choose that instead. I'll choose to stay home and game. Mm-hmm. But if the wife uh, has anything to say about it, like if she wants to go out and do this, then I mean. I gotta gotta follow the follow suit. Gotta follow the uh, captain. <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff you just can't get out of for sure. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, what about uh, what about you, Slugger? What do you what do you think? Does this factor in for you? Honestly, no. May like maybe in the past, but with kids, it's. <laughs> I hate to. I always answer with my kids and being a dad. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Happy Father's me. Day. Happy Father's Day. Dad on the back. Yeah, kids make it easy because we have to be home and in bed by like 8 or 9 p.m. Right. Even if we wanted to go, I guess like there's situations where we could get a sitter and go on a date night, but those happen so infrequently that it's not really a dilemma like this. We're in every weekend dilemma. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our friend groups revolve around kids. So when we're hanging out with friends, it's like midday hangouts. Like we're hanging out, you know, noon to three compared to the nighttime. Um, like he's talking about. So maybe in the past, this would have been more of a dilemma for me when we would go out with friends or this and that. But even that, we're kind of, me and my wife are both kind of homebodies. So that never really was an issue for us. We would just, I don't know, if we went out, we went out. If I miss game time that night, no big deal. I guess I never thought about it too much. But I know where I'm at right now, the kids keep me home in the house really after 8 p.m. just about every single day. So sure. I don't have much to add. Yeah, I mean, outside that, of that, that's a fair point with the kids, though. Like you, can, I mean, now you're just like, oh, I always talk about it, but it's like it's incredibly relevant for your the way that you can play games and stuff. So yeah, it makes sense that yeah. that, that would happen. So you kind of have a, a a situation where, like you like you noted, you're going to end up being home in the evenings to kind of guarantee yourself a little bit of time uh, yeah. most days. So that's cool. Like hit. His playtime is very similar to mine. Like he talks about how he can normally play between nine to eleven. Mm-hmm. That's about what I do, but it's more like nine to midnight. Yeah, interesting. So before, before you know it, Slugger, you're gonna have a little uh, trophy hunt uh, group going on. Dude, in I your can't household. wait. <laughs> All those games that say, "Oh, second controller required," I'll have covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. They're gonna be on your account like all day in the summer when you're at work, just earning trophies. Classic. Yeah, starting games you don't want to start. <laughs> yep. Get, get, get ready for it. Here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it now. Like, Daddy, I played the new JoJo Siwa game. No. Like, no. <laughs> no. That's great. Yeah, I, I think the time frame you guys listed, or that Thrawn and that you have listed, Slugger, is similar to mine. It's like slightly adjusted. You know, I'm usually on from like 8 to 9.30 or... 7.30 to 9.30, something like that. And I, I'm i usually fine with that on the weekdays. You know, like weekends, I, I do agree that I have to kind of make that calculation like Thrawn's talking about where it, it won't necessarily inhibit me from doing things. I won't, nine times out of 10, I won't turn down a plan because I'm like, oh, well, I can't play games Saturday night now because this thing is going on. 
But I will try to like adjust some other thing that week to give myself that time at a, at a different point. So like, for example, if I know I'm going to be with Steph and we're going to be socialized and we're with friends or going to the city or going to dinner or whatever, and we're losing all of like Saturday evening and night, you know, then like Sunday, I will play for like four or five hours in the afternoon, right? I'll take that time for myself. Or I will like, if I know that I'm going to be busy after work a couple days this week and not get to play in the evenings, then I'll try to do more at a later time. Like, so I always try to give myself a bit of that. What really is tough is of course, like vacations where you're gone for like one or two weeks or something. You come back and you're like, okay, I really want to play games, but it's like Sunday night and I haven't done laundry. I haven't done grocery shopping. I got to go to work tomorrow. And then you end up in this thing where it's, you just, you know, that's a, that's a trade that you make and you're, you're not going to necessarily be able to like get that time back for games, but it doesn't matter because you got to go on a cool, awesome vacation with, uh, with people that you care about. So I don't know, like it does, it does factor in, but I'm not going to, necessarily prioritize the gaming over the if one of my friends is in town and like oh i'm only in town for like a day or two you want to meet up and get dinner and like hang out on saturday or whatever it's like sure of course you know but if it, i say that i say all that and then i get jealous when people have tons of time to game as well so it's kind of a, i don't know it's a double-edged sword it's it's always like something where i wish i could play more games and then when I get the opportunity to, like we were talking about before as well, like I'm home for the whole day. I could play eight hours of games. What do I do? I watch YouTube for two hours. I go on a walk. I read, watch a movie. Then I play games for like two hours. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, cool. That was fine. So I guess that doesn't really like give you a concrete answer, but it's a, it's a bit of, of both. So hopefully that makes sense to you, Thrawn. Cool. Thank you, sir, for the question. Much appreciated. Do you guys have anything you want to add to that before we move on to our PlayStation Roundup? I don't think so. <clears throat> All right, very good. Well, that'll do it for Patreon submitted questions. Let's get into it then, Slugger. Take us away with your Roundup, sir. All right. I have everything for June this month. So there is a lot on Extra, which means I left a lot of the info out. If, if one of these games piques your interest, you're going to have to do the legwork because... I opted not to do the legwork for you guys this week. That's fair. Uh, so on uh, PlayStation Plus, I'm going to go in order. So the essential tier for June, this is the base tier uh, that you get, you know, the three extra games a month, two to three games a month. We got NBA 2K23, Trek to Yomi, and Jurassic World Evolution 2. And here's where all the meat and potatoes come in. The PlayStation Plus Extra Tier, I think this month is a total banger, personally. So we got Inscription. I know Daryl just completed this. He talked about it on previous episodes uh, here about a month or two ago. Far Cry 6, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Rogue Legacy 2, Solstice, Tacoma, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, Killing Floor 2, Lonely Mountains Downhill, Vampire, The Masquerade, uh, Coteries, I believe, of New York, 100 Days, Winemaking Simulator, A Hat in Time, Carto, Forager, Dodgeball Academia, I recommend that one, it's dope, The Wild at Heart, Red Out 2, Thief, MX vs. ATV Legends, Paw Patrol, Mighty Pups, Save Adventure Bay, Colin told me he was going to check that out. That's uh, my, my friend, favorite game. <laughs> my friend Peppa Pig. DC Leagues of Super Pets. It's a good month for kiddos. The Talos Principle, Elex 2, and the Game Trial for WWE 2K23. That's extra. That's a 
banger collection there. And then PlayStation Premium, we got Killzone Liberation, which was a PSP game. Worms, uh, the original one. The OG Worms. PlayStation 1 game. And Herc's Adventures, no idea what that is, but it was a PlayStation 1 game. Wow. I'll give my thoughts, and then I'll pass it to you guys. I personally think this is like a killer month. Like TMNT, Rogue Legacy 2, which I believe Rogue Le- Legacy 2 has been out for a while on other systems, PC and Xbox, but um, making its appearance on PlayStation with a day one launch on onto the service. Inscription we talked about, Far Cry 6 is good. And yeah, highly recommend Dodgeball Academia. I did that one as well. All right, I guess I'll pass it to you guys. Colin, are you going to check out 100 Days Winemaking Simulator? Or is that a little <laughs> is that a little too close to home? Dude, it's a little it might be a little too close to home and also like what if I suck at it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what if, if they came out with like a load master simulator and then you're like I can't get S rank on all these stages. You, you it was like suddenly call into question all of your all of your life, you know? So no, I I, I think- probably won't check it out just because it's you know, I, I, I've never been someone who really identifies with my job as like, oh, I love this so much. I'm so, so passionate about it. So like when I'm off work, you know, I don't want to think about work. <laughs> so I'll probably leave it alone. Early on in this show's history, when I became a Patreon member, I wrote in asking about simulator games with your guys' job. And now it's here. It's we have here. a chance. Someone's yeah. got to do it. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> maybe Eli will play it if it's on PC. I was going to say... Uh... You know me and simulator games. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try it out. <laughs> I mean, if it's on extra and you don't have to pay for it, go for it. You know, like. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in general, though, you're right, Slugger, that this month is really pretty damn solid. Like Inscription, we talked about, as you noted, Far Cry 6 is a big game. Shredder's Revenge is a really well-liked game. Rogue Legacy 2, Tacoma, I've been interested in. Deus Ex, I've never played any of those. They seem cool. You know, Hat in Time uh dodgeball academia right like even with this game is always on sale and it gets shit on i don't really know why thief the 20 like 13 2014 thief that's always like two bucks on sale that game's pretty decent yeah uh, you know, so that being on there is cool and it seems like the premium adventure like except for herx adventures are are decent as well with worms and kill zone so yeah pretty solid i think overall Skrillis, what uh, about you all right cool yeah solstice Devil May Cry meets uh, Dark Souls. Sign me up. I'm I'm all for look going to check that out. Mm. Hmm. I'm gonna look this up. Solstice. Yeah, it's it's been described as Devil May Cry meets Dark Souls. So I'm, I've and I've had an eye on it since it was announced. Hmm. I just don't want. I never wanted to buy it for the price that it was at. Sitting on Steam with a seven out of ten. 895 reviews. Yeah, it's at a 5.1 user score on Metacritic for PS5. So, 5.1? Yeah. Out of 10? <laughs> Out of 10. So it's, you know, it's something. I mean, you could dig it still. You could dig it. If it's if it's free, well, like you're saying, you could check it out. So I was going to say, I'm notoriously known for liking very bad games, Colin. So this might be right up your alley. You should check that out and Paw Patrol Mighty Pups. No, <laughs> my other one on that list is hat and time yeah, yeah hat and time does look cool I agree. I've, I've said for so long that i i want to get hat and time but i refuse to pay 15 dollars for it 
I know 15 is definitely it's worth 15, but it's kind of like Skyrim for me. I bought Skyrim once for full price. I told myself I'd never buy it again until it hit like $10. And mm-hmm. then it was free on the service. So I was like, well, I never had to pay for it again. Yeah. I bought that in time before. I said I'd never buy it again unless it dropped below $15. Oh, on so the if, service. You, if you've already so, paid once full price, then I get that for sure. Unless it's Cuphead. In that case, I'll buy that as many times as I have to. <laughs> until they make Cuphead I'll 2. Support, <laughs> I was going to say, I'll support those developers until no end. Oh, man. Yeah, there's... Dude, it's just... There's too many games. There's too many. Mm-hmm. There's... Too, I get... What, Which yeah. one? You got to get on, Colin. Got to see you play Cuphead. Come on. That's not where, happening. Where, where, <laughs> there's where, no, where are you at? Come on. Th- it's not happening. It's not happening. I'm doing this A to Z challenge, dude. I'm d- I've got all these new games yeah, coming out. You can, uh, you can fill in uh, letter C with Cuphead. Mm. <laughs> 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 no, but but in all honesty, this service is going to be very helpful for that eventually. So Yeah. That, that's a cool thing about it. And like you noted too, Slugger, a lot of cool kids games, or not cool, a lot of good offering of kids games which i could see the benefit in a service like this too if you had young kids where it's like they're not even going to finish the games they start anyway so why wouldn't i just do this and they can just jump in it whatever looks cool you know whenever right. they want to play something so yeah that that makes sense to me as well i, I do want to shout out Killzone liberation as well because i i think this is the first time it's been off of psp i don't think that ever got remade for like ps3 or ps4 so Kind of cool to see a Killzone game I haven't touched and be able to check it out. Yeah, that is cool. I'm, I'll be curious to see if it comes with trophies or not. Yeah, well, and it, it wouldn't have any multiplayer, right? I don't know. Yeah, that would be weird, huh? Interesting. Okay, but yeah, good, good, solid month. And I didn't even comment on two K twenty three. I think that's a massive get for, for yeah, like it, the basic PS Plus. It's not for me at all. I'm not big on sports, but like to the casual audience, I could see that just, I will acknowledge it's huge for Sony to throw that up there. Totally. Kobe. <clears throat> Kobe. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm not going to check it out, but I'm sure a lot of people will be downloading that game because it's free. Yep. So very cool. All right. Well, thank you. Much appreciated. Good month in June. We'll have to see what July has in store for us but i feel like they've been they've been doing pretty decent with with these offerings as of late yeah they're crushing it good stuff all right now let's get into the main of the show which is our trophy list reviews we've each come prepared with one trophy list to discuss and break down give our thoughts and opinions on three pretty different games but slugger i'm gonna tap you to go first if you don't mind because you got a banger To start us off, probably the biggest, like all of all of us are talking about new games that have come out, but yours, I think, is the most high profile one that we're doing. So why don't you take us away? All right. I'm going to cover the beloved, uh, oh, I don't want to say overhyped, super hyped Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so it's going to be a little different because all I have is the trophy names and the trophy descriptions. There's no pictures or anything like that yet, so I won't really be covering artwork, which we like to do here when we're reviewing these lists. But as we all know, developed and published by our favorite Square Enix, this game releases in four days on June 22nd, 2023. Wow, coming up so quick. Yeah, it 
if I feel like we've been hearing about this game forever, so it's going to be cool to see it in the wild and people talking about it. Oh, 100%. The distribution of trophies. We got a clean 50 trophies, technically 49 trophies, because one of those is the platinum. Mm -hmm. But one platinum, three gold, six silver, 40 bronzes. That's the dish, uh, distribution we're looking at. It's not too bad, I guess. I wish it it's was... a lot of trophies, isn't it? 40 bronzes? Yeah. <laughs> it would be nice if they bumped up to like five golds and ten silvers. Yeah. And then... And got rid of some of those you. bronzes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, you like the distribution. I'm, I'm big on the... I'm, I, I, it's, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make or break anything in terms of like playing something or purchasing something, but it's just like... I don't know. It just is an odd... Like, how'd they land on that? <laughs> like how did that, how is it that what they picked? I don't know. I used to never care about it until I started listening to this show and being a part of the show. <laughs> but cool, general breakdown. We got so sorry, I should start off for people listening. I'm I'm gonna not spoil any of the story trophies. All I'm gonna say right now is there's twelve story trophies. I'm not gonna talk about the names or descriptions. I personally don't think they're very spoil heavy. Mm -hmm. In those names or descriptions, but just to be safe, I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but there is 12 story trophies, 19 combat-related trophies. So when I say combat-related trophies, I will give some examples of these. We got a trophy called Punisher. Punish 10 enemies. I assume that's like inflicting some type of like status on them. Uh, defeat a boss without taking damage. Defeat 20 Ooh. enemies while semi-primed. Deal an enemy 50,000 damage while it's staggered. Land 15 shift strikes or sh uh, shift shots combined. So a lot of things like that. There is, uh, what I say, 19 trophies that are kind of in that same vein of like, use this ability to cause X amount of damage or link three certain abilities together on a single enemy. Just kind of your standard miscellaneous combat type stuff. There is three trophies related to upgrading your character and upgrading other things which i won't say because i don't want to spoil anything but uh your typical like hey hit max level and fully upgrade um things in the game sure we got 14 collectible or like also like world activity trophies um i will hit some of these that don't seem too spoilery some good examples there's a silver trophy called hunter hunted clear the hunt board i assume this is like you end up at a place and there's hunting boards or maybe in towns or cities you find hunting boards and you go and you accept hunting requests and you go out and you kill a monster that's kind of what they've done in similar rpgs yeah they uh, had that in 15 even actually as well Yep, so you get a trophy for completely clearing that. I would consider that like a side activity. Defeat 10 Notorious Marks. I assume that's pretty similar as well, where it's, I don't know, maybe it's bandits or like high-profile bad guys that you get uh, like mis like side missions to go out and like defeat these things. Um, so when I say world activities or like side activities, that's kind of um, what you're expecting, things like that. Just do all the side quests, essentially. And when I'm talking collectibles, there's some for, like, collect six signboards. I don't know what a signboard is, but you got to collect six of them. I'm mm. thinking, like, bill billboard. But obviously, this is, like, 
medieval time period. So I don't think there's going to be billboards. Obtain all curiosities, craft or upgrade five pieces of gear, open 10 letters at the reading table. All those things are kind of tied to like collecting things. And then it's interesting. We were talking about the new game plus we went on a little rant there, but the final trophy to cover on this is uh, one trophy for completing the game on final fantasy mode. Now Mm. I originally thought final fantasy mode was going to be like the hardest difficulty. So I'm like, Oh cool. There's a difficulty trophy. I guess final fantasy mode is the new game plus like they came out with a video and kind of discussed um, what they're doing with new game plus and they're calling that final fantasy mode. Uh, so a little kind of synopsis of <laughs> what new game plus is, uh, you get an extended level cap, new weapon. I don't know if it's weapon or weapons, but, uh, new toys to play around with, I guess more aggressive AI. So it will be harder, <clears throat> a new like disposition of enemies. So if you go through an area in the base game and you're like, all right, here's these like 10 monsters I got to kill. Like, it may be stronger monsters, they may be placed differently, there may be, like, archers now firing at you, like, all the combat situations are supposed to be different. So, they they are changing enough, I I guess, I think, depending on what you, like, value in a New Game Plus scenario. Yeah, but outside of, like, being able to level up further in a new weapon and new enemies, like, that's about it for New Game Plus mode. I just uh, that that trophy alone is such a bummer. I think like the rest of the list when when it got shared earlier this week in the Discord, I thought it looked really cool. That was the one where I was like, I don't know, man, why? Yeah. But I but I guess like I get it, you know, like it's for people who love the franchise, they're gonna do it anyway. And Final Fantasy VII remake had a sort of it wasn't New Game Plus, but you had to beat the game on hard, and I don't think you could start it on hard if I recall. So like you had to play that game twice, like. I guess it's not too crazy. We just don't know how long the game is yet. So that's what's scary to me. Yeah, so there's no estimation of time and difficulty yet. I was referencing PowerPix earlier for a lot of this information. And he said he'll have a guide ready day one. So, But we don't have that information yet. If I had to guess, I would assume like base game doing everything, you're probably looking at like 40 to 50 hours minimum. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just kind of spitballing. Could be shorter, could be longer. So then I'm thinking like, all right, well, now you have to get a New Game Plus trophy out of the way for the Platinum. So are you effectively doubling that time? Like, I don't know. Maybe you could just mainline the story in New Game Plus. But if things are more challenging, you might have to spend time like grinding or actually doing the side activities to like keep pace with the amount of damage the enemy's dealing to you. Yeah. Um, All depends on the scaling for sure. Yeah. So now I'm just guessing here. But if I had to guess, I think we're looking at probably like a 75 to 100 hour plat with this. Obviously, some wiggle room there, but I think it'll be kind of a longer platinum if you go for like 100% in the game and then throwing in a new game plus in there. I I uh, agree. I was just looking up out of curiosity, Final Fantasy 15's how long to beat. And it's only 28 hours for that game to beat the game, but to get the platinum and 100% is 118 hours. The massive difference in yeah if you're if you're, depending on how much extra stuff you're gonna have to do, and hold on one sec I was gonna look up remake as well because I'm curious about that. That one is 86 hours for 100 percent and about 33 hours for first playthrough. So 
Uh, is that how long to beat? Yeah, it's how long to those beat. Numbers? Yep, yep. Some other things. So Daryl's really good at this stuff. I wish Daryl was here looking at this list because I think a lot of these trophies are like references to like pop culture type stuff. I okay. was able to get three of them, but I think there's probably some more. So I want to hit those. I know Daryl likes doing that. There's one called Think Mark, and I believe that's from Invincible, and it kind of became a meme where the superhero dad is talking to Mark, and he's like, think, Mark, think. <laughs> and it like became a really popular meme when that, uh, when that show was on TV. I think that's what it's referencing. Yeah, that, that's the trophy for defeating 10 notorious Marks. There's a trophy called... I actually found this one from Reddit. Uh, it's called Sheathed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is land 15 shift strikes or shift shots combined. I had to look up what the... Because I think it's normally shit, not shift, but yeah. shit. And I believe Sheet. that is from... God, I just had it. The Wire. There's a cop in that show where that was kind of like became his thing. Oh, shit. Okay. I didn't actually know it came from that, but I've heard it all over the place. Same. Uh, what else do I got? There's a trophy here called it's over five or over. It's sorry. It's over 50,000. I thought this was a reference to hearing that like it's over 9,000. Oh, the Dragon, Dragon Ball. Z. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't link these ones, but I, they sound so familiar. There's one called O oh Snap, which is just common slang, I guess. Inflict permafrost on 10 enemies by perfectly dodging attacks with cold snap. There's like the, oh, for the Horde. Isn't that Warcraft or some shit? That silver trophy? That's a World of Warcraft. World reference. of Warcraft, yeah. Yeah. For the Alliance for the Horde. Yeah, okay, that one. See, okay, I got one. I got one, Daryl. We got Such Dodge, So Mega. <laughs> so I know stupid. so meta is a thing. I'm trying to think of what the such dodge would come from. I think I think it's like such something much wow is like what I it's like is a it Twitch the, it's like a Twitch thing. That's where I've heard it before. It's the Doge dog, right? That's I think I so. Thinking. Yeah, I think so. I could be wrong on that, but that's like what I was picturing. There's a hundred MFPS. I don't know what that that feels like it should be referencing something, but that's land 100 total hits with level two or higher Mega Flare. Yeah, it does. Like all of these seem like they should be shit. Yeah, I wish uh, I need Daryl to review the list. We might have to come back to this list with everything Daryl can find as a little like bonus on the next episode. Yeah, because these feel like a look references at all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, that's outside of that. I really don't have much more information because. Uh, all we have is like baseless and what the trophies are worth or like the value of the trophies. Right. There's not a ton to go on, except yeah. that you also pre-ordered it based on some shit, dude. Right. So this is coming. You're going to be, you're going to be jamming on this. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I So I haven't played the demo, but I did want to shout out the demo because I've been seeing nothing but positivity and praise around how good the demo was. So I sent out this picture and then, in the Discord, but I'm going to read some of these Reddit comments um, because I've just seen it echoed all across Twitter and Reddit and Facebook. Everyone's praising the demo. So, like, this guy says, I can't stop thinking about this game after playing the demo. The demo was so fucking good. Holy shit. <laughs> and then, same, I went into it 
thinking it would be a fun thing to play, planning on getting into the game anyway. I just wanted to get a feel for the gameplay and whatnot. Two hours later, after finishing the opening act, I was genuinely blown away. I'm already fully invested into the story, characters, lore, etc. I personally think it's going to be game of the year when all said is done. No. When it's all said and done. Oof. Uh, another guy said, in all my years of gaming, I've never had a head... I've never had a game sit in my head like this, ever. It's all I've thought about all day. Um, he says, I wasn't even going to buy it at lunch. I didn't feel like paying full price for the game right now, and I wasn't even that interested. But I think I'll have to buy it day one because I'm so invested in this world. It was a great strategy. Give away the first two hours of gameplay for free and hook the players, not just on the gameplay, but get them just enough into the story that they need to know what happens next. So a lot of comments... And people online are like loving, absolutely loving the demo. And those comments alone kind of sold me on it. I was one of those people where I'm like, uh, I'll play this when it drops in price. Like maybe I'll get to it before the end of the year. I could see it being like 30 or 40 bucks by like Thanksgiving time. But then I, I've seen everyone praise it. I haven't even played the demo myself because I want to go in like completely blind. Yeah. Smart. Um, so, but yeah, I've seen nothing but praise about what people have played so far uh so i'm excited for it i'm I'm ready to check it out dude i know it's just i've I've been able to resist the temptation thus far but my fear is it's going to be one of those things where now when it comes out this week and everyone's like talking about it and i start seeing like oh it's so fucking good oh my god you know it's like then, then it's gonna be like ah oh, shit <laughs> like do i need do i need to buy this thing or not uh, i've heard a lot of comparisons to like the story they're setting up feels very game of thrones-esque Okay. Like really deep political, uh, like medieval style of um, ruling and stuff like that. Backstabbing, betrayal. I've heard it's very adult themed. Well, it's it's also uh, rated M, which is unusual for the franchise. So that is appealing. Yeah. You know, it's 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 doing the right things. It's doing the right thing. It's just so hard to know. I feel like I've just been not burned by Final Fantasy, but just not like. I'm unclear if I even like it, you know, because I've only really liked two of the games out of the four or five that I've played. So is it? That, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to, I kind of have the same relationship with Final Fantasy where like I loved Final Fantasy seven remake, but the older ones don't really click with me or they, they're hit or miss like Final Fantasy nine. I really, really like Final Fantasy 10. I don't really care for mm-hmm. Final Fantasy seven is great. Final Fantasy six or sorry, eight, I thought was awful. So I'm kind of all over the place all over the place with Final Fantasy. This buying this day one is kind of like a leap of faith for me. Yeah. Just going off of word of mouth and me wanting to be involved in the hype and the chatter. Yeah. And and I don't blame you for that. There's something fun to being involved with big games like that when they come out right away. It's it's a good time. Yeah. So very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, I, I think ultimately, I'm curious, uh, Skrillis, if this game is on your radar at all. But for me, I'm probably going to end up waiting, I think, just because like this month and next month and even into like August, it's like I got to use that time to really get through some shit that I've been wanting to do. Because once we get to like September and October, I'm so fucked for games that are coming out that I really want to get involved with. You know, there's Alone in the Dark. There's spider-man 2 assassin's creed mirage those are all three in october alan wake 2 is in october as well there's starfield in september like it's just like oh my god bro like (laughs) it's it's too much stuff so 
I don't know. I'll probably yeah. end up waiting. But if you guys are loving it and talking about it in the Discord, I who knows? Maybe I'll have something to repent shortly after that. But Skrillis, are you interested in Final Fantasy 16 at all? Not at launch. Okay. I like the thought of uh, the adult themes, the rated M. But I keep eyeballing the demo. But I'm like, if I play this, I'm liable to... I'm very... I mean, you guys know I am. I buy games a lot. And if I like something, I'm not going to hold back. I'm just going to buy it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, Lies of P, sorry. Off and li- yeah, Lies What? Lies well, that's P. also coming in September, too. I'm just saying, like, there's so many fucking games coming out. Like, oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And that's one, uh, that's when I was telling Slugger about Lies of P. And that um, has a demo as well, you said, right? That you've played? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it plays exact. It feels exactly like Bloodborne. Nice, a good compliment to give the game. Sure. On for you, what I would do, if you're feeling tempted, just I don't know, you're tempted but you're hesitant. Maybe you should just dive in and check that demo out. Play the first two hours and see if it hooks you. Nah, dude, I've been been bamboozled by demos before. You know, <laughs> no trophies. Oh, pop. no trophies are gonna pop, dude. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> that scares me even more with this one because I know like your story progress carries over from what I had read. Yeah. So it's like how, it must trigger some shit, you know? Like I don't, like I, I don't want that stuff. I don't want that smoke. I, I'm curious. I'll watch some gameplay of it, and I'm sure I'll see a ton of. I mean, I'll watch the reviews. I'll look at those when they come out. Like I'm really excited for the cultural event of a new Final Fantasy. But the, like the last one, Final Fantasy 15. I pre-ordered and bought like day one and played at launch. Such a dead. Like, yeah, I played like two hours of it and I was like, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But good choice, man. Good choice with that game. Can't believe it's so soon. Like it's approaching in like four days. Goddamn. Yep. All right. Skrillis, let's get to you. You've got another new game that is a big IP. Maybe not a big game in the IP, but a big IP. So take it away. What do you have for us? So I'm going to review Aliens Dark Descent. All right. I've I've been eyeballing this game since uh, we had its trailer probably about, I think it was like six months ago at one of the showcases, or was it last September? I think something like that. Mm. But anyway, the trophy list for this game has four golds, five silvers, 36 bronze, and one platinum. So, uh... What do you think about that distribution, Colin? <laughs> I mean, it's less it's less trophies, so I like I like that there's less bronzes, but again, it's just like how do they land on this number of 46? Like that's it. That's the perfect number of tro- that's what we want. <laughs> so odd. <laughs> like what? Like why not 45 or like 40 or 50? Like to not land on a number that ends in a 5 or a 0. I don't understand that. That's weird. But it's, it's not it's not bad. In a zero. Zero. It's gonna be an even number. <laughs> Let me now forty five. Colin, it can't be forty five. What are you talking about? Like odd number? Yeah. No, dude. I mean, so the game I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell you the game just yet, but the game I'm talking about has forty two trophies. That's also weird. Like what? Just get rid of two of those, bro. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this game has twelve missions are and they're, they're your stereotypical, like, uh, complete the missions. They don't spoil anything uh, in the trophy list. It doesn't go really in-depth as far as, like, what uh, what's done during the mission. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple... They've got a couple that I was able to pick up on as far as, like, um, 
little pop culture ones. There's uh, one called Flawless Victory, mm. and that is keep all your Marines alive during the campaign. Doesn't say you have to do it on uh, the hardest difficulty, so there's that. But Flawless Victory is, we all know, an ode to uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That sounds oof. I mean, I'm glad you pointed out you don't have to do it on the hardest difficulty because that first shot, that trophy alone sounds really intense. That's the classic, like, XCOM style trophy. Like, don't let a single soldier die. Like, what? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they'll have the autosave right after you do an action that gets you uh, guys killed. Hate that. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, I don't like know this. if that's the case, though, but. I like the trophy in here called Omelette du Fromage. That's a. I was just getting ready to point that out. That's, okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Dexter, Dexter's Laboratory uh, reference. Oh, is yeah. that what that but is? Uh, oh, I didn't even. Damn, I didn't even catch that. Well, I mean, it means omelette with cheese, but like, it <laughs> there was a whole episode on it where Dexter was sweet talking all the girls on the playground just by saying that. Because oh, nice. he slept with a tape in it on how to speak French, and that's all it repeated in his head all night. <laughs> so. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, call me a snake is another trophy. Uh, I think that's supposed to be kind of a hint to uh, Snake from Metal Gear Solid because if you read the description, it's a kill an enemy before they detect the squad. Oh yeah. So mm. it's self kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the name of the, well, the perfect organism for beating the game on no one can hear you scream mode is, uh, I mean, we all know what alien, that's what they, uh, refer to aliens as. Um, I think that's going to be the hardest trophy in the game, to be honest, is perfect organism. I don't foresee seeing, uh, this be a very common platinum by any means. Yeah. I, uh think this no one can hear you scream mode is going to be you're going to I think they're not going to do a difficulty increase per se but you're going to have like negative modifiers on like your success to hit and all that mm. so that's what's really going to take away from uh, getting through the game is you're just going to miss your shot so often and that appears so um, that's the fourth difficulty because it looks like there's looks like there's mm -hmm. quite a few god damn yeah like, like i said with this they start you right at medium there's no i mean i'm sure there's probably easy mode it just doesn't have a trophy so if you play like on easy you're not rewarded for it by any means interesting yeah what, what i find yeah. odd too is so you've got your finish the game on medium finish the game on hard finish the game on nightmare right and nightmare is a gold trophy but finishing the game on no one can hear them scream mode is only a silver which would imply that it's not as hard as Nightmare, but it's clearly a different mode. So like you said, I wonder if that's one where it's like a bunch of negative modifiers or something like that that's different. But that's a bit odd, you know? Are there any trophies that stick out to you guys on this game? Anything that uh, in particular that you like as far as names go or uh, like something that sparks your interest in the game? I had to I, look it up. Yeah, go ahead. But there's this trophy, use the bumper, that's what it's for. Make the arc slash APC run over an enemy. Uh, that is from, that's a quote from Goldeneye. Oh, nice. Oh. So I've got nice. a lot of these. I want to like Google around while you guys are 
chatting got, and see what other ones he's. I got one more. I was gonna say the playlist, the trophy list is up on PSM profiles. If you guys want it, I'll. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have it up right now. So the other Easter egg okay. I caught was there's a bronze trophy to advance a surgeon or sergeant to level ten. And says, come on, you want to live forever? And that's from Starship Troopers. It's what they say when they're like running in <laughs> as, the, as the Marines. So that's pretty funny. I just watched Starship Troopers again with Steph because she had never seen it the other day. So that's like fresh in my mind. Yeah. Call Me Snake. You, you talked about that one. I think it, seems like, it seems like the list is going to have a ton of those. A ton of those little like Easter eggs again as well. But one of the trophies that caught my eye I wanted to call out was Cleaning Leth. I think it is cleaning Leth one nest at a time, which is a bronze trophy to during a campaign kill a hundred xenomorphs. So the reason I wanted to call that out is because it's like it might either be a freebie, like kind of gimme that just everyone's gonna get. We don't really know yet, or it could just be that in, even though there's what appears to be twelve missions in this game, that there actually isn't a ton of aliens per mission, and so. If you're encouraged to like run and avoid combat, maybe like killing a hundred of them could be potentially tough. I don't know. That that trophy just gives me some pause because it's like, hmm. Like I was expecting there to be like hordes of these things, but if they're making that a hundred and not like kill five hundred during the campaign or kill a thousand, then maybe there isn't quite as many as I would have thought of. And um yeah, there's also the funny one, colonial barrels kill an enemy by using an explosive barrel because of like colonial marines. So the barrels are on your side, colonial barrels. It's pretty funny. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, there's one that really makes me not literally, but makes me feel attacked. Hmm. Damn, dude, you, you got to lose some weight. Bruh, <laughs> I've never had a trophy list called me out. Like that, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> So that one is what? Secure an unconscious Marine. So conceivably, someone goes down, you can still save them, and you can get them mm -hmm. to the evac? Okay. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, these, this type of game is really hard in general, right? And then, like, if especially if you're not practiced at them, we don't really get a ton of these types of tactics games on console. And so I just was reading and looking at this list with the eyes of someone who has started the XCOM 2 list. So I have that on my profile. And I was just looking at some of those similarities. So like you said, like keeping all your people alive is a big one. But there's also one where it was like, um, oh my gosh. Uh, sorry, I just saw it. Perfect enhancements. During a campaign, unlock every Xeno tech. So it seems like you're going to be able to, whether doing side stuff or like just through the course of playing, unlock different ways to outfit your troops. Some of which is alien tech, which is very XCOM, where there's like the human tree and then there's like the alien tree that you can do the upgrades for. Um, yeah, so to, it, like it seems very similar to XCOM in that way. To add to that idea, this trophy at the very bottom of the list is kind of interesting. Um, chalk it up to experience. Have a marine with at least two prosthetics. Mm -hmm. So it's like, are these? Are you going in and having a Marine getting their arm ripped off and now they can't fire as accurately throughout the mission until you go back to home base and they get fit with like a prosthetic? I think something like that would be cool. Like, oh, my like gunner lost his leg and now his movement's reduced. And if I extract him, I can like throw a prosthetic on him and bring him on the next mission. I, I'm more so spitballing. I'm wondering if that's like a... yeah a feature in the game which would be kind of rad to like have body limbs being able to be detached but being able to like save the guys yeah interesting 
that yeah, that would be pretty cool. That's like a whole other level and layer of complexity. But yeah, the game the game looks tough, and I can't really. I was trying to find reviews and stuff for it. There's nothing up yet because it comes out on the twentieth, and the embargo must be like tomorrow or or maybe even the day it comes out. So yeah, we don't know a ton else about the game, but you pre-ordered it, correct, Thrilla? So you're gonna be you're gonna be playing this. I will. I'll be letting you know uh, if I regret it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so um, yeah. Here's my question. Go you ahead. You guys join in the. You guys gonna join the core with me? <laughs> I'm definitely not joining the core. <laughs> I mean, if you tell me that the game is like amazing and it's actually like really really fun and the reviews seem positive and stuff, it is one that I'm like interested in. I would love if it was something that would come to like game pass at some point. This is a perfect game pass game for me where I don't yeah. necessarily want to deal with the trophies. Cause the other thing we haven't talked about is potentially the difficulties don't stack. So you could need to beat this thing like four fucking times. And yeah, so who knows? Right. But, um, but yeah, if, if game pass, this seems like a no brainer because it seems like a cool, well, I, cool game. I had a theory with this game too, is, um, Maybe what their design is, is you play it like on medium to start and then there's a new game plus and you can change your difficulty and you can ramp up your difficulty and you keep all your upgrades. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you if you can keep your upgrades, which would be weird for this type of game, just because like the whole idea is like leveling those soldiers as you go. Like, I mean, if you could do that, the harder difficulties might be a bit more approachable. But if you can't, that's the thing that seems really tough. Like. You can on nightmare like new game or whatever like holy shit you have to be like an expert. I'm mm -hmm. I'm gonna guess that the campaign itself is kind of short just based off the amount of trophies that are tied to like during a campaign do this like there's hardened in the heat of battle during campaign advance each marine class to level ten. You guys talked about the one keeping all the marines alive during campaign unlock every xenotech during campaign unlock every weapon during campaign secure five survivors. So like, are these gonna come through natural play, or is it gonna be like, all right, this is my like secure five survivors run. I need to like really focus on this. Mm. I'm kind of curious to see how that works. Yeah, same thing for like the kill all the queens trophy, like you were saying. Like, is that yeah, is that something that is kind of par for the course with missable. the story, or is it like highly missable? Like, I, I only watched one or two videos with the developer on this game, but it did appear that the maps were pretty big actually, and that you didn't like. There's different ways to explore them so i'm not yeah i'm not quite sure not quite sure but yeah very cool i i am curious about this game so definitely let us know as you get into it what you think you know yeah i definitely will very good next so this comes out in two days both of these games we've talked about so far are coming out in this week so by the time you hear this episode very shortly you'll be able to pick them up what's the price for aliens is it full price Seventy dollars? Uh, I believe it was forty. Oh, forty. Okay, so that's not yeah. that's not too bad, actually. Yeah, I think it was forty. It might have been forty for actually the upgraded version, like the deluxe, and twenty nine for the standard. I okay. can't remember. Oh, it's forty bucks for PS Five. Okay, that's still not bad there though. You go. Yeah, still not bad. Very good. All right, guys. Well, cool. The The list that I'm going to talk about today is a game that actually already came out, but it came out relatively recently. It came out on the 6th of June, and that game is Amnesia The Bunker. 
So this is developed by Frictional Games. They are the same studio that has made the collection that's out and regularly on sale, as well as Assassin or Assassin's Creed, as well as Amnesia Rebirth. So that was a 2020 Amnesia title. This is a horror game. It's thirty dollars on sale right now. Uh, that's full price at thirty dollars. So it's not a, a very expensive game. And like I said, it came out on June sixth. So it's been out for a little bit. Uh, to give you some stats on it so far. The game is, oh, whoops, sorry, scrolled to the wrong spot. The game has three golds, eight silvers, and 30 bronzes. So with the platinum, that's a total of 42 trophies. So again, just like, why, you know? But I do like the distribution other than that better. Less bronze is good. You know, only 30 of those suckers, good amount of silvers, and uh, you get at least more than, I always hate when trophy lists have like one gold trophy. I find that so frustrating. So yeah, at least having three of those is good. It is. It does not have, excuse me, any native PS5 version. So you're going to buy like the PS4 version for the game basically through the store. So I just wanted to call that out. And the game is also available on Game Pass uh, day one. So I actually have this downloaded on my Series S to give it a try. Because as we'll get into with the list here, it's a little bit intimidating. And I also felt like I should play some of the older Amnesia titles before getting into this because I've never played any of them. Um, right now it has, let's see, I updated this yesterday. Has it changed? It has 215 game owners with 83 recent players and it's got 31 platinum achievers so far. So it's a 14.42% platinum thus far, which would indicate to me that it's actually not too difficult, but as we'll talk about with some of these trophies, it sounded difficult for sure when I was checking it out. Mm. So here's the synopsis, by the way. Uh, left all alone in a desolate World War I bunker with only one bullet remaining in the barrel. It's up to you to face the oppressing tears in the dark. Keep the lights on at all costs, persevere, and make your way out alive. A truly intense horror experience. Immerse yourself in the multiple ways of tackling survival. In the shoes of the French soldier Henry Clement, you are armed with a revolver gun, a noisy dynamo flashlight, and other scarce supplies to scavenge and craft along the way. With randomization and unpredictable behavior, no playthrough is the same. So what they've done with this amnesia that's a little bit different than the other titles is, first of all, you'll notice in the description, you get a gun. That is uncommon for amnesia. There's not typically that level of combat in the game. And the enemy in this game is a stalker-style enemy. They very clearly have talked about and noted the inspiration from games like Alien Isolation for the way that the AI functions in this. It is drawn to your sound, just like in that game. So the more that you do and the more that you explore, the more things that you interact with in the environment, the more likely you are to have that thing come after you. And one of the other main tools that they, they talked about is that flashlight. So the flashlight that you have in this game is like a hand-cranked flashlight. So just using that and having light as a some, so to be able to explore makes a lot of noise. So the main gameplay loop is this trade-off between going out and scavenging while also not drawing too much attention to yourself and slowly figuring out a way to get through the bunker and, you know, escape. For the trophies, there are, let me just toggle this really fast. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight story-related trophies that are hidden. I don't think that they particularly spoil too much, but I'm still not going to tell you what they are for these purposes just so that you can, you know, keep that hidden. Um, of those, there aren't any gold trophies, so those are all bronzes and then one silver trophy called Napu to finish the game. 
And then beyond that, a lot of what we have for the trophies in this game are based around collecting different things throughout the environment. So, for example, you have Cartographer to find all the maps, the bronze trophy. You've got a bronze trophy called Easy Breather to acquire the gas mask. You've got a bronze trophy called uh, Flint and Steel for acquiring the lighter, right? So there's a lot of things that are just saying, like, as you're going about and working your way through this bunker... You need to be finding all of the notes. You need to be finding all of the equipment. You need to be doing all of that type of thing. And that's a big part of what you're going to be doing in terms of the trophies. And that part wasn't intimidating. But what was intimidating was that the real tough parts here, there's a couple of restrictive, almost challenge run style trophies. So one of the gold trophies is called Toot Sweet, which is to complete the game faster than all developers at frictional games. So... There is a speedrun trophy, essentially is what that means. It's typically not been too hard in some of their other games. However, when I was looking at the timer for Amnesia Rebirth, their previous Amnesia game, you had to beat that in under two hours and 15 minutes. Um, there is a video that someone has up on the PSM profiles, like kind of forums, to beat this game in about 22 minutes. So oh, I don't smokes. I don't imagine that your repeat playthroughs are going to be too troublesome for you. So that's good news. But just be aware that there is a speedrun trophy, and that could take you a couple tries. Um, and the other sort of challenge run that it has is, well, there's two others, really. And they're all the gold trophies are for the challenge runs. So another one is called Got It in One, which is a gold trophy to complete the game without saving. And I am unclear on if that affects the autosave that you get right towards the end of the game before the final confrontation, uh, which is called out in the power picks guide that that is there because that basically means that nothing is missable since you can always go back to that quick save right there and clean up the bunker before you finish the game. But you do have to complete the game without saving, so keep that in mind. That's a very Resident Evil-style trophy, which I liked. And then there's the final gold trophy called Efficiency Expert, which is to never drop or store an item. And I do know that you can do this on easy. In fact, you can do all the trophies in this game on easy difficulty, not normal or hard, which is what I think makes the, the hunt not as bad as it would seem initially. And the reason that's important for this efficiency trophy is that your difficulty affects a couple things. It affects how quickly and how often the monster comes after you, but it also affects how many extra save points there are around, the amount of resources you have, access to and also your inventory space overall so if you're playing on easy you'll have much more inventory room and you can also pick up items still it says here so you can grab whatever you need of course and also there are in that ways to expand your inventory things you can find in the game that will give you extra space so in theory that efficiency expert one should not be too bad now, there's a lot of other sort of immersive elements to the game, ways that you can interact with the environment to solve puzzles. So you can, for example, there's a bronze trophy called Improviser to blow open a door with a shotgun. I am sure that there are other ways to open said doors with keys or setting them on fire, things like that. But you have the option to do things like, yeah, blow it up with a shotgun. And that'll get you that trophy. It'll also probably make a lot of noise and draw the monster to you. Um, there's things like cut it off another bronze trophy to block the beast path out of a hole so you can sort of interact with the monster in that way too you can you know really approach this in a multitude of ways and i'm unclear the other amnesia games when i was researching them 
all had mechanics to where if you didn't have your light on and you went out into the darkness, you would slowly go insane and potentially in some of the games even start taking damage and die. The reason that I, want, I don't know if that's true in this case is obviously I haven't played it yet, but it could be cool if you don't take the damage because you wouldn't have to deal with the monster really at all. You could just remember what route you need to go, wouldn't even need to use the flashlight, etc. But if you do need to use it, then um, that's going to make things a little bit more complicated. And really the only main thing I wanted to call out is like a, a sort of funny like trophy and like a little Easter egg one that I could find was one that was called Nope, say as trop, which is mean, basically means in French like, nope, that's too much. And it is to quit the <laughs> game right as things got interesting. So you basically need to quit the game like immediately once you get thrown into the first like scary segment. And this is an Easter egg because this similar style of trophy is present in Amnesia The Dark Descent, Amnesia A Machine for Pigs, and Amnesia Rebirth. So it's kind of a staple of this franchise to include that. But I didn't really find a whole lot of like pop culture references or anything like that in the titles for the trophies in this game. Maybe I'm wrong there, but they seem to be very just kind of plain and matter of fact. And in, in, in keeping with that, also, I would say the artwork for this game is a little underwhelming. There is some creepiness to the image, but it's basically all some sort of shade of black, white, or gray, and just various little images. Like, there's funny ones. There's this one called Ratter, which is to blast a rat with a shotgun, and just has a shotgun pointing at this rat on the ground. And while that is kind of, like, funny, there's nothing really, like, incredibly weird or disturbing about the art there that really kind of makes it stand apart from other things that you've seen. So I do think the artwork is kind of meh on this, but at the same time, like you're in this dark gray environment for the, probably the whole game. You're literally in a world war one bunker. So, so how crazy and colorful and complex can the visuals really get with something like that? So anyway, yeah, that's, that's what I've got for amnesia. The bunker again, not a ton to say about it just yet because I have not played it. I do intend on playing this though on game pass and at least checking out like, you know what the game is like. And, uh, Looking up this game and seeing it come out inspired me. I actually went back and I purchased the Amnesia Collection for like $2.99 on the most recent sale. So that came with Amnesia, The Dark Descent, Amnesia Justine, and Amnesia uh, Machine for Pigs, all three in one. And then I also purchased for about 8 bucks Amnesia Rebirth, which I do plan on playing for the A to Z challenge. That's going to be my A game. And uh, yeah, really interested to check this out. Typically not a, a franchise I would have been interested in in that like they're supposed to be incredibly scary and you're they didn't have combat historically there was no way to fight back i think this game is a bit more procedurally generated you know in amnesia the bunker and it's got that extra little combat piece with like the revolver and there's grenades in the game there's a shotgun so it might be a little more my speed when i end up checking it out but do you guys have any questions or anything you want to call out for amnesia the bunker i think so I've looked up guides for the other Amnesia games because I own them all. Um, almost every single guide recommends doing a blind playthrough because like, once you know what to do, it goes really fast. So you're really not even wasting a lot of time doing a blind playthrough. Like it, yeah. So this seems like one of those. I mean, you said there was a speed run for, of a dude beating it in 22 minutes. I am definitely interested on checking. I'm interested in checking this out. Uh, I think if I ever do it, I'm not. I don't even want to think about trophies. I just want to kind of experience the scares and get the spooks. Yeah, 
That's why I'm thinking Game Pass is perfect. And and to yeah. be fair, all the Amnesia games are also on Game Pass. So Game Pass, what, yeah. what you could do is do a first playthrough on all those over there and be like, do I really like this? Because if I do, then I can pop over and get the platinum, uh, you know? Yeah. So something I to think do, about. And I'm also going to go against what you said. I actually kind of like the artwork. Like oh, some nice. of them are kind of okay. funny. Like once you blow it's hard to tell what the images are, and maybe that's where the downfall seems to be. Mm. But like when you blow up these pictures, they're really funny. Like this one called Pack Rat is a picture of a rat with like four. He's carrying like four or five bags on his back. What was the other one I liked? Efficiency expert never drops nor stored an item. And if you blow that picture up, it's like the main character just standing in a very still pose, and he has like a shotgun. Just like he's not even holding it, but the shotgun's like in his left arm, and he has a big wrench in his right arm, and he's just kind of like in a pencil pose, and he has a beer bottle on his head. He's just like covered in items. <laughs> it's just it's funny to see these goofy pictures out of like a serious, scary game. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's uh, true. There, there is some there is some goofier stuff in there. That's a good point. Or ratter blasted rat with a shotgun. It's just yeah. a picture of a rat being held up by a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm super interested in this game. I saw uh, gameplay footage of it, and it was giving me kind of all the vibes you were saying, like the alien isolation vibes with the alien hunting you. Mm-hmm. And every time you make noise, it's like, oh, shit, did he hear that? I'm yeah. about to die. Like, what now? Yeah. So seems cool. Yeah, real quick, Squirrels, uh, before I pass it to you and see if you have anything to add. Um, just so you guys are aware, there is the Power Picks guide out for this game already. It lists it at a 4 out of 10 difficulty if you're playing on easy. And the amount of time to platinum it lists is only 10 hours. So really not too bad. That's kind of in keeping with the other amnesias I've seen as well. Like none of them say they take more than like 20 hours to get the plat. One call yeah. out is there is apparently one glitched trophy which is librarian, which is to pick up all the notes in the game. Um, according to this guide, at least, it may not pop when you pick up the last note, or it could potentially pop early. So it could be glitched in a positive way. And I guess if it is glitched during that playthrough, you just have to do it on another playthrough and play- and do it one more time. So something to keep in mind. Maybe they'll fix that in patches. It could be already fixed, as this guide came out on June 5th. So, yeah. And Skrillis, are cool. you interested in this game at all? Anything to add for this guy? Uh, uh, poss- possibly. Possibly. I'm not sure. I have the Amnesia collection. I've never played any of them. So, yeah. Uh, I definitely flies on my radar, as do most horror games, but uh, not looking to pick it up right now. Uh, nah, not, not current. No. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, very good, guys. Well, that'll do it for our trophy list reviews. So Final Fantasy 16, Aliens, Dark Descent, or sorry, yeah, Aliens, Dark Descent, right? And Amnesia, The Bunker. I couldn't, I keep getting the, the Aliens title mixed up because of Aliens, Fireteam Elite, and Alien Isolation. There's too many Alien yeah. games, dude, in my mind. But, I'll play Dark Descent when we all finish Fireteam Elite. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fucking going back to that game. Oh, I my God. We, I was going to say, we can't drag Colin back. I can't do it, dude. I mean, we got to clean... We got to clean it up, Colin. I would be interested in at least <laughs> attempting that difficulty one more time because I don't know if it was really just like we're so like... We need a fourth. You got to definitely need to have a fourth. We, yeah. we should add, 
I don't mean to go off topic, but we should at least go back and do the new DLC levels they added. And just get the uh, couple bronzes. There's like, yeah, there's easy, low-hanging fruit there to just like complete the missions. It would bring it back to the top of your list, though. So if you care about that. I don't really Maybe care about not. that. I mean, it would at least get the percentage up. But it's, yeah, we'll, we'll, let me think about it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm really anti the idea, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk offline. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk off air about it for sure. Um, pu- pu- public announcement: We need a fourth for Alien Fire Team Elite. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, if you want. To, but honestly, like, be careful because this game is no joke. So don't yeah. dive in without doing do your research. research. Yep. Very good, guys. Well, before we go, the last thing we're going to do is I'm going to score the lightning round. But because Daryl isn't here, we're going to hold off on doing doing anything else. Um, and also because I only had really one question prepared, so I kind of dropped the ball on that. So we'll have to pick up lightning round next time. But let's go over the answers and the scores. So last time when we left off, I had 10 points. Slugger, you also had 10 points, and Daryl had 6 points. So here's question one from last time. How many Platinum Achievers will there be for the PS5 version of Diablo 4 on the next recording date? Daryl said 249. Slugger, you said 95. I said 666. The answer is five. So the points go to Slugger for that one. Hell yeah. Yeah, surprisingly low, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I guess the the hardcore grind level up is taking longer than I would have thought. But it's all good. So points on that one. Congratulations, sir. Question number two, what will the Street Fighter VI Platinum percentage be at the next recording date? Daryl said... I bet I... Go ahead. I was going to say, I bet I can get the answer. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you got it right, because you've been jamming on it. So Daryl is at 0.4%. It was his answer. Slugger, you said 0.2. I split the difference and said 0.3. The answer is zero. No one has gotten this Platinum yet. So that's points to Slugger for being the closest. Zero. Why? Why is this four unobtainable trophies? Tournament. Ah, uh, current tournaments are canceled until uh, they're trying to get the uh, online server stability up and uh, working properly. Interesting. Okay, that is good to know. We didn't know that last time, so damn. I wonder what yeah. it would be without oh, that. Also, public service announcement regarding that game: if you're planning on playing it. The Platinum is set to be pretty easy for a Street Fighter game. And don't let the tournament trophies fool you. Uh, you only have to win 10 tournament matches. You don't have to win 10 tournaments completely. So ah, okay. It's actually very, very doable compared to 5 and 4. Damn. All right. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. So that, and that was another point for Slugger there. So you're 2 for 2, Slug. Get ready for this. Last question was, Daryl's percentage on DLC 3, last stand for the division, will be blank at the next recording date. I said 50%. Daryl said 24%. You said 60 The actual answer is 75 So he, Hell yeah. So that's also points to you. That means you get all three points, meaning um, the final score is 13 points for Slugger. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> god dude i can't believe it i can't believe it so good good on you daryl congrats on that i know he's continuing to grind that out and uh yeah make some progress so very well done there sir on your points and we'll be back next episode episode 88 with some more lightning round but that's gonna do it guys for episode 87 of the show 
Thank you all for listening and for joining us. Before we go, Skrillis, I want to give people a chance to connect with you. Where can they find you at? Where should people look to reach out to you? And find me out on uh, Twitter at twitter.com slash Skrillis, or you can follow me on uh, my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash Skrillis. I haven't really streamed on there in a while, but who knows? Maybe one day I'll get back to it. There you go. Thank you, sir. And Slugger, where can people find you at? Discord, PlayStation Network, PSNP at SluggerJD. And you can find me on Twitter at Slugger underscore JD. Fantastic. You can find me in all the places at CK Present. That's Xbox, Twitch, uh, Discord, PlayStation, all over the place. League of Legends, CK Present as well. So find me there. Find me on the Rift. And for the show, make sure and check out you know our Discord, like we said before. You can look at the Patreon if you're interested in supporting us. Make sure to leave a like on the episode if you enjoyed it. Leave a comment. It really does help us grow and continue to find a new audience. And so whatever platform you're listening to this on, if it's an iTunes or Podbean or whatever, like whatever way you can support, we do really appreciate it. And a special thank you to Skrillis for his support of the show. And uh, thanks for being the guest. Hope you had a good time, sir. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Until next time, guys, take care. Happy gaming and goodbye. Goodbye.